Uh, hi, I'm just stopping in the middle of a later bit, if you're listening to this. I'm going to do quite a long and I think good bit, but it is about suicide, so a uh, trigger warning. Yeah, and I think that's what the show should, the show should be more about. <laughs> okay, I'm very well, sad. Make up a can... list. Okay, so I can't explain why, uh, but so the episode has started, Finn. You, it started with you saying that you like speaking ill of old women. You think that's the point of the show. Uh, unpack yeah. that for me. I think they've got it too easy. <laughs> I How... I mean, they own their own homes, and yep. uh, uh, the government many, many, and government many, government welfare. Yeah, yeah. M- many of them are lucky enough to be dead. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, are you? Do you think all deaths are lucky? Mm, no. Okay. So, would it be easier for you to list lucky deaths or unlucky deaths? Uh, which are, are there more lucky deaths or more unlucky deaths? Uh, we're talking like entire history of humanity, or like uh, this year, or what, what's what's the time frame? Oh, I'm talking like general, like generic categories of death. Like I don't need to talk about like uh, John Stevens getting hit with a mallet when a clown, clown car exploded. That can just come under like circus incident. You know, yeah. Well, uh, I, I guess if we're, if we're talking general deaths, I'll go for the least funny but correct answer and say there are, there are more unlucky deaths than lucky deaths. So, list them. What are the what are the general categories of unlucky death? Uh, stubbed your toe and it got infected. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you tried to hang yourself, but the noose broke. And but then uh, when you when you fell down, you like uh, landed badly, and uh, you're like your uh, you, you, one of the bones in your leg like snapped, and you need yourself in the head, and your the like shin bone went through your forehead. Okay, That's great. A lucky one. Great horror pitch on that. Love it. Can I yeah. give you my slapstick pitch? <laughs> sure. Okay. So yeah, you're like, oh man, a bay did not reply to my text saying oh, what up time to kiss to to enter the void irreversible climax um and i and, and then so yeah yeah you get out you know the noose you've got hand now you go up to your to your light switch next to it there's the the break glass in case of no reply text you smash that <laughs> from the cyanide pill which you should take because it's not actually a cyanide pill it's just a test no. to prove yeah. that you would give your life something more and that's how you can learn about about (laughs) anyway um (laughs) it is uh did you see the long argument i had with robbie nickel that was basically me by proxy defending tenor even though we never really mentioned tenor i I, I saw that yeah Uh, uh and then anyway um and then a guy started genuinely trying, as someone else genuinely started trying, be like, no, 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 the public don't like the spectacle of Christopher Nolan films. They like the complexity. And I'm like, I do not want to Okay, you're right. You're right. They would have preferred if... Um, 
if Bane had said, you know, instead of saying crashing this plane, he had said describing he, he, the workings exactly, of this plane. Yeah, he, he'd explained exactly how the stock market works before he, before he like sold all those stocks or whatever. Finn, you're a fucking oh, idiot. Man, There's speak, only speak. one person I want the stock market explained to me, and that's Margot Robbie, condescendingly, <laughs> both within and out. Yeah, be because you want to make a film that seems smart, but also mm-hmm. go fuck yourself. Anyway, sorry, you're going to yeah. say, yeah. Oh, sp- speaking uh, because on this episode we're, we're talking about a movie by Fritz Lang, and uh, we just mentioned uh, movies where uh, bad guys do uh, sh- do shenanigans with the stock market. Uh, Doctor Mabuse of a Gambler. There's a there's a great uh, stock market scene in that. Yeah, where uh, where uh, Doctor Mabuse manipulates the stock market. And the, the entire time I was like, oh, man, this is just like Black Hat. This is so good. <laughs> this four and a half hour long uh, German silent film. This is just like uh, Michael Mann's uh, fifth best movie, Black Hat. Euphra is uh, shocked into silence. No! <laughs> shocked into dry mouth, which is why I got some water. Shocked into dry mouth is uh, my spoken yeah. word poetry CD. Yeah, just like Tay Zonda here to moved away from a microphone to drink. <laughs> so, uh, you've, sma- <laughs> you've smashed the in case of no text from Bay Box. You All get right, the yeah. noose. Uh, yeah. uh, the noose, the best matches your clothes, and you go into. Anyway, hi. Um, I just did the trigger warning thing. Anyway, um, so you go to your bathroom, you stand up on the lip of the bath, you put up uh, uh, your character, he puts up the noose, goes to hang himself. Of course, it breaks, but he's choked himself enough that he's already voided his bowels. He falls into the bath and is snapping his back, so he immediately kind of turns inwards into like a ball uh, and mm-hmm. human centipedes, where his voiding bowels smother his face and throat. Choking and killing him. I think that's my yeah, that's pretty good. That's that's my comedy punch up on your horror version. Mm. Um, I think we should write this screenplay. We've got a green light from uh that's the Weinstein Company, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was considering making that joke. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Am I brave?" And then I, all I needed to remember is that you are always braver when it comes to aligning your interests with sex criminals. Hello and welcome to Shite and Sound, a podcast where two comedians watch one of the masterpieces of world cinema and then follow it up with a critically reviled film that is similar in some way. Maybe they share themes, plot, actors or director. We want to see if counterpointing these two films can bring out some new information or insights. On this episode, we watched number 36 on the Sight and Sound list, Fritz Lang's iconic sci-fi masterwork, Metropolis depicting the workers of a futuristic city being menaced by killer robots and capitalism. Our second film this week is Chopping Mall, a film with no chopping, but a lot of mall.
Okay, Finn. Uh, before we get in, get on to Fritz Lang's Metro Police. Yeah. Um, uh, I would like to. You know this. You well because it because it's about you too. I just want to address a question we've been getting from our oodles of fans about. Uh, uh, we we're we're doing these recordings on Zoom. I've mentioned time coding and maybe cutting them up. Why haven't we released them? Uh, why haven't we released any video content of us actually recording the podcast? Uh, and, and that's because we are we are taking this opportunity i am i am taking this opportunity on both our behalves to to reveal um a pretty big secret about both of us which is that uh uh, to celebrate this our nice 69th episode (laughs) we are we're telling you the the final part of the puzzle which is that we are not humans we are robots uh yeah is this something you've always known about yourself well, when I, ooh. I personally had suspicions back when I was a child that that, that, I, that I might be a a, a synthetic humanoid. When, well, when, when I was in a, a, a fellow zero in a running race, uh, I would uh, if I needed to run faster, uh, I would uh, whisper under my breath, uh, activate overdrive. I mean, my, I mean, my, my, my hand, my hands would go super straight and I'd run as fast as I could. Standard, of course. Yeah. When you're, when you first as a child realize that you should open your hands when you run to cut the air to move (laughs) faster, it's a, that is a universal moment. Uh, no. And and, well, it's interesting that you, you had those suspicions early on because you were obviously, you, you were born of human. Uh, but then were were kidnapped and a, a crazy uh, uh, Dr. Frankenstein kind of man who'd built a, uh, let's say, Art Deco C-3PO lady um, kind of took your soul and made, gave her, her your appearance. So, like, often you will look just like you except you'll wink one eye and move your head down slowly yeah whereas i have never had the privilege and it is a privilege you experience fan of not being aware of my uh roboticism because like every day when i wake up isn't that the thing that jonathan ross has uh no uh that's uh called uh a uh much more talented wife um she's written jane goldman she's written good films uh and uh kingsman um, and uh, tim Minchin wrote a song about her once i mean pretty funny song. having a crow writing credit on stardust i i presume is catnip to the to to the white dreads crowd that that to mention represents the eyeliner white dreads crowd uh uh to mention an artist whose work i uh appreciate uh very aware that he grows ever closer to being my gender and generations amanda palmer but anyway <laughs> uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure they've done a podcast together at some point Tim Minchin is friendly with um, Neil with, Gaiman, yeah, uh, the only graphic novelist named after a a troubling demand for fellatio. Um, <laughs> 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 
Well, no. Uh, uh, Brian Michael Bend Diss uh, is an instruction to two men. <laughs> Don't you know it? You know when you commonly tell someone to bend diss and you're referring to, f- to fellating you? Right, Finn? Sorry, you're cutting out. You're not. You're nodding, though. Yeah, yes. You're holding up a sign saying, sorry, my audio is out. But absolutely, whenever I receive a gob job, I call it bending this. It really helps me bust a scrugs. Anyway. <clears throat> sorry, no, I'm just looking through all the Yu-Gi-Oh cards I have next to me to see if any of them can make you uh, stop. Any whom, Finn, what I was telling you is that you, as, uh, as part-time... winking human part time a deco C-3PO uh, uh, have a lot of human passing privilege whereas Mm. I when I wake up in my uh, I think like the top half of me is like a rubbish tin with kind of like a base that's kind of like a rhombus and I got like little arm things that shoot out darts and you think you'd be like oh there's something in there to chop but there there isn't no there's there's no, not, I, there's, it, it is it is a nightmare when you have to make dinner for your flat it it is it's horrific and I have a head seeing you try to try to get for a head of lettuce oh well I what I do is that I then uh, kill a criminal and take their lettuce because that's what I'm designed to do and I look at mm. them with my head that's just a, a flat so imagine a hammerhead Cylon it's that um, and so I'm always aware of how you know I was designed to do one thing kill criminals um, inside a mall yeah and I was of course designed to, to bring about the destruction of the working classes yeah and so very much we have very much the same job but you you get to do it in like one of the most sweet as looking places in the world i i get struck by lightning and then team up with two other robots who are like me but who suspiciously i'm never in the same frame as um, except for once at the beginning where where they are both clearly empty shells used for special effects. And so as much as people are like, there are three of you, I'm alone. It's like there's only one of me. And I don't even know how I get upstairs. Uh, at one point you just sort of uh, stand on an escalator. Yeah, but ha- like how? Yeah, no, the, 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 the balance of it seems weird. Um, so yeah, we, we have chosen for this, a nice 69, kind of lingus, ain't a lingus blow job, 69, there's a guitar no. solo, Finn's doing no. air drums, no, <laughs> but, no. but it's like one of those digital pads where <laughs> instead of making noises, it's him saying no, and no, I'm not, <laughs> and a no, laugh. Uh, I've, I've got a, I've got a synthesizer, but every single key is just me expressing disapproval. I so obviously to celebrate this 69th nice analingus cunnilingus blowjobs blowjobs yeah, uh, uh, sexy times, eh, uh, uh, sweaty, 
eh, eh, gotta get the balance right, or it's actually quite uncomfortable. 69 episode. Okay, I'm going to just change my uh, virtual background to uh, <laughs> uh, to uh, www.pornhub.com slash blues for warmest color sex scene. <laughs> Um, da, do, that is, I'm I'm upset that you have that memorized, you know, and that oh yeah, you've brought it up. It fuck. I I mean, I thought we'd be revealing too much, telling the audience that we're synth- synthetic people, but you you dropping this bombshell on both me and the listeners that you have that URL right in the bank. I mean, that's that's primed a like. That was a made-up URL. I, I, I own the movie on Blu-ray. I don't need the URL. Yeah, and I've borrowed that from you. And I don't know how because it's a digital file. But that, you know when people would watch the same bits on a VHS <laughs> and it gets all snowy? <laughs> Is it Tintin's dog? Because it, it just gets real inexplicably talky. Um, yeah, but when you watch it, it's just for, it's just for like really uncomfortable breakup scenes. You're just yeah. watching those like 70 times. Um, any uh, whom, uh, uh, the reason... Uh, 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 and so we have to this is a, a show about uh, film double bills a good film and a bad film now but we're at the uh, 57 minute mark it's a good time to <laughs> good time to announce that okay look in my head that was five minutes of material and it's not my and, and in reality it probably is five minutes of material yeah, uh, we can't keep saying that because of how wrong we end up being. <laughs> it, 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 it's very much becoming a trick yourself twice, shame on everyone scenario. But no, for this, as I've said, celebrate our 69th nice analing is coming. Blowjobs, oh yeah. Sexy, sexy episode coming out uh, that we are both robots. Um, we are looking at two films that speak very directly to our experience of life. Uh, um, Finn, there's Metropolis, Fritz Lang's uh, uh, Art Deco Fantasia on how, you know, what the working people need. A robot to rule them. <laughs> um, and, and you know, they, 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 they just need someone smart in charge. Yeah, they're the head for a reason. Mm. And uh, uh, for me, it is uh, um, 80s Corman Buster shopping mall, which is... Yeah, uh, but uh, uh, not, not Roger Corman, uh, his wife, Julie Corman. Really? Yeah. Ah. After Jim Wynarski made this film for Roger Corman's wife, Roger Corman saw this, thought it was pretty good, I mean, and then hired Jim Wynarski for for future movies. Oh, okay, no. Uh, okay, it's it's listed on Letterboxd as being produced by both Julie and Roger Corman, but I think only Julie's name is in the credits. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, that, I, I'll give Roger Corman's wife this. She's a purist to the Corman style, which is how uh, I, which is how I experience life, as I've said. But let's not get to that. Let's start. Finn, watching Metropolis must be so strange for you, as it is like someone has written your biography, uh, um, but uh, about ninety years before you were born. Uh. 
Yeah. What year oh. did it come out? No, no, it, it was it was seventy years before I was born. Oh, it yeah, was from twenty seven. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, um, so, Finn, what yeah. is it like for you seeing this film? Tell me about it. Oh man, I uh, uh, did not watch it today. I've uh, I've uh, seen it about uh, four times previously, and I uh, started watching it uh, uh, early this afternoon. But I could not find a version with with a uh, with a good score, and so I was just not uh, not vibing with it at all today. Uh, uh, do you know where there's a good version with a good score? Where on the on the Plex? Ah, oh, damn it! There's, Everything there's... we're watching through the end of the year, I believe, is on there. Okay, there, there was a version that used to be up on YouTube, which was like the like a uh, full restored uh, cut of Metropolis. With yeah, the two, two and a half hour one from about two thousand and eight, when they found yeah. uh, a longer cut in Argentina. In a, yeah, yeah, in, in a vault in Argentina. Yeah. And yeah, there, there, there used to be a version of that with a like really good like modern electronic score by some group they had a name like uh, the instant automatons or uh, unknown instructors or some, some shit like that those are both uh, two other bands that it's definitely not but it was it was a name like that and if i had to like watch metropolis for a class or something i'd always watch that version but now that version has gone from youtube and uh can't, can't find any ones of a good score so okay did you catch up on being the ultimate disaster movie uh no not yet uh okay I w- look, I, I've seen I've seen Metropolis a lot of times in the past. Yeah, we're, but we're talking about being the ultimate disaster movie. Fan. <laughs> That's the topic of this week's episode. Uh, um, oh, yeah. no, not again. Uh, I watched it with a, a modern recording of the original score. Right. Um. And, and uh, I mean. What a beautiful film, except for the uh, bits yeah. they recovered from Argentina, which look like you're watching them while running past a screen door. <laughs> uh, but, man, it must... Obviously, this is how you see the world, so you'll have better words. But this Fritz Lang's vision that was then fiction and is now truth for you, tell me about it. Well, I've uh, talked a bit about, about Metropolis on the episode we did about M. And I think maybe on another episode before that. But uh, I'm going to talk a bit about uh, Fritz Lang first. Oh, so, yeah. That. Yeah, so uh, in the lead-up to this episode, I watched uh, all of the uh, Fritz Lang films that I own and have never seen before, which was uh, quite a few of them. So I watched uh, his uh, I watched his uh, Dr. Mabuza trilogy, starting with uh, 1922's Dr. Mabuza the Gambler, it's a four and a half hour long uh, silent crime film, which uh, absolutely fucking rules. It is so good, and everyone should watch it. I followed it up with The Testament of Dr. Mabusa from 1933, which is the last film that Lang completed uh, before fleeing Germany. Then concluding with The Thousand Eyes of Dr. Mabusa from 1960, which is, uh, I think, the second film that Lang made when he was back in Germany after World War Two, I mean, I watched uh, a bunch of his uh, uh, his forties uh, and fifties noirs. I watched Hangmen Also Die, which is about the Czech resistance during World War Two. I watched Ministry of Fear, which is about uh, Nazis, uh, a secret Nazi plan to uh, take over uh, to take over England during World War Two. And I watched The Big Heat, which is uh, I a, do, about a cop I do. who goes bad. I love this background you're giving us. 
but I do want to stress that the Nazi plan to take over England was no, this, not this, this a, is about a secret. This is about a specific secret Nazi plan. Was it to take over England? It's, it's... <sighs> you for... Yes. Look, my my logical brain was designed only for one thing, killing criminals and then being struck by lightning. So I'll just kill, you know, topless women and Mm -hmm. men. The men have tops on. But good hair, all of them. Anyway, (laughs) so, So, uh, yeah, Lang's films. Yeah. Yeah. So, as we said on the M episode, he was like one of the leading lights of German silent cinema. The films that he directed, which were uh, almost always uh, written by his wife, Thea von Haber. Lang in general, and also his work with von Haber, is like some of the most important and influential genre filmmaking of all time. Almost everything they did together sets the stage for the next hundred years of filmmaking. Like I, I, yeah. when I watched when I watched Doctor Mabuza the Gambler the other day, the first forty minutes I was like, oh, this is like this is where this is what like Mission Impossible is taking everything from is is this movie every single trope of crime espionage and like thriller films you can trace back to Doctor Mabuza the Gambler like it it is all there they make these like giant lavish incredible like incredibly long movies about like sinister masterminds or they like or like mythic german identity like they did a two-part adaptation of the nibelungen after metropolis they made a movie called spies which is what one of the like first movies solely about espion uh, about espionage and spycraft they do a movie called the woman in the moon about people who go to the moon and their collaboration uh, ends in 1933 with the testament of dr mabuza uh, after which uh, uh, lang uh, flees germany and uh, von Haber stays there and becomes a massive nazi then he he goes to france and then to america where he becomes one of the defining film noir directors he makes Ministry of Fear, The Woman in the Window, Scarlet Street, Cloak and Dagger, The Big Heat, Human Desire, tons of great and incredibly influential stuff. And then in the late 50s, after Von Haber dies, he goes back to uh, goes back to Germany for the first time since 1933. He makes a couple of kind of like action-y movies that are like fine. And then he makes The Thousand Eyes of Dr. Mabuza his, like, final proper Fritz Lang film. And then he retires to uh, just be in Jean-Luc Godard films. So, yeah, Lang is obviously flat, like, transparently a massive influence on how, on, on a lot of how we demonstrate the supernatural yeah. or otherworldly in in film like yeah. one of the most bracing things especially for me as a simulated being uh, in watching uh Me- metro police uh, is how much it a has not like it's a silent film where some of it is grubbier than my thoughts after la dolce vita uh, um but it, it visually has not aged uh, uh, no. the spectacle of it is uh, ugh, exquisite it is always going to be like one of the most visually impressive and beautiful films there is nothing that like time can do to this movie to make it less exquisite 
and so much of it as much as film has has not learnt what i think the real key lesson of metropolis is uh well apart from i mean uh hollywood ha- has has definitely uh internalized uh, uh uh repressing the masses by giving them uh simulated uh, relatable faces no uh, uh, as aesthetically is that the best way to reach uh, uh, for the extra natural, the supernatural, or the subnatural, um, uh, 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 or extraterrestrial, or uh, is to move out of realism. Uh, uh, this is a film that is as much a film of dance and design than it is of performance. Mm. Like you know, when we start, we start seeing the the workers trudge, being forced to work every day. The these giant spidering towers of whistles letting out steam to to open the gates where hundreds of identically dressed extras uh, march in perfect time down anonymous halls and it is absolutely no attempt at um representing a real event in a understandable way but it is uh an attempt at expressing a feeling uh, uh, that that is not one we have basic feeling uh, that we have a basic touchstone for mm. like we can understand being ground down and not liking our jobs but you can't represent that on a scale yeah like this and to show us a future like this but like uh, as much as that was not the lesson taken that stylization um the 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 imagery of it the way it moves the way it presents spectacle the 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 way it shows you unknown spaces and, and then does not tell you how they work it shows you how they work when you need to know is um it, it is i think a real prototype for successful genre fiction going forward the, the like major period of movies for Lang and Von Haber starts in 1921 with Lang's first films in 1919, and he he does like a few films in 1919, 1920, but the like first really major film that is still important is a film called Destiny in 1921. Then the next year he has Doctor Mabuza the Gambler. Then in 1924 it is a uh, Dani parts one and two. Three years later he releases Metropolis. The next year, 1928, is Spies. The next year is Woman on the Moon. Then uh, they take a, they take like a year or so off uh, to like re- to like recalibrate for sound coming in and make M. And then they take another year or so off uh, to recalibrate for the Nazis coming in and make the Testament of Doctor Mabuza. And what like all of these films do, especially like Doctor Mabuza, Metropolis, M. And the testament of Dr. Mabuza do is these films are a real reflection of like where German society was and where it was going in this like decade or so. And nowhere but they (laughs) had bounced back from the little the wee tussle that was World War One, licked their wounds and uh, flushed out all the bad elements, pushed it out, uh, if you will, going from strength to strength building them into the unalloyed 
titans uh, of good uh, 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 that they uh, yeah you mm. get the joke they you get the joke I'm yeah. doing right I'm yeah it's like, I'm don't, joking don't. that they actually that they were doing great when in fact they were they were doing fine and still and didn't have any issues in their future. Mm. Yeah, so like Dr. Mabusa the Gambler is about like uh, gambling, obviously, and corruption and the the sorts of things that seem to be hanging around the edges of, of like Weimar German society and the, 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 the sort of like menacing forces that could bring all of Germany down. At least that's what everyone seemed to think at the time. And then when they did their adaptation of the Nibelungen, it is like them adapting the like the like foundational myth of of germany and what it means to be german and it is it, it is like not necessarily a proto-nazi film but it, it is interested in all the same stuff that the nazis are interested in which is you know v- 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 those like ideas of 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 mythic german national identity and like soil and blood and then, I mean, after that, you have Metropolis, which is when I think you really get the sense that that like Von Haber is getting into some weird stuff and is get, getting kind of Nazi-ish. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do you do you have a feeling about, about Metropolis? Ah, uh, yes. The like. Not to eat our lunch too quickly, he said mm. an hour and 15 minutes into the record. But this is a film that I, as a synthetic humanoid, uh, love as a pictorial representation of a world that feels true uh, uh, without ever feeling real. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and, and which contains the the sequence when we first meet uh, um, your lookalike, the 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 Deco C three PO, and, and uh, uh, with with these violas on uh, in the orchestra, violas the closest thing uh, uh, to a human voice. Uh, that's not Hatsune Miku or Eddie Marzen, mm. as we call him. I can't remember yeah, the and, other. And, and it's not just my synthesizer of me saying, oh, no. <laughs> um, oh, not again. <laughs> um, Shut up. <laughs> uh, uh, you had that installed after all the Mandroid talk last week. <laughs> um, uh, is that... Uh, uh, and, and as the, those violas warble uh, 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 so close to but so far from human singing as uh, this uh, god like this uncanny representation of mechanized humanity starts to move it is if someone said to me that's the best moment the best sequence in all of film i couldn't argue with them yeah. uh, i i think it is uh incredible as an aesthetic achievement as a film it is at best a overlong music video for the kaiser chief song i predict a riot but replacing the word condom with automaton um and at worst a statement on how uh, the lower classes, the hands, the people... 
you know, on, on how they deserve everything they get. Yeah. Uh, and, and that the only solution is that a highborn person should see this and be like, oh, nah, yeah. we'll just use a puppet to control them as if yeah. that's a good thing. And, and at any time there is a societal unrest, it is the... It is the fault of a nefarious, shadowy, like, deformed Jew living in the shadows who is controlling everything. Uh, and uh, and that is, uh, I hate it. Like, like yeah. uh, possibly in the intro, the, when the intro started is blurry. But yeah, my letterboxed review for this film is ACAB. It includes, includes Metropolis. That's why I'm doing uh, the bit, the Metropolis joke. Because uh, I uh, uh, ill-advisedly yesterday uh, watched a very good, interesting, uh, in-depth, uh, I, uh, you know, I'm going to say documentary but really what I'm saying is two and a half hour long YouTube video um, a, about police violence uh, across the world mm-hmm. and how I was, they... I was sure you are going to say, yeah, Jean, Jeannie Nicholson talked me up with Vampire Diaries. I've already seen that. Uh, and, and it's... It is... Jeannie Nicholson loves structure and reveal so much. And... Uh, and is such a compelling orator that you glide over the fact that you could cut her videos by half and and like just a matter of like every other sentence could go anyway uh uh no uh, uh about uh, yeah police violence across the world which contains a lot of footage of police uh you know doing what they do which is uh enforcing the concept that property and product is more important than human lives something i i feel safe even as a synthesoid synthesoid uh being uh, uh i disagree with even though i technically do not have a life that's why i vote for act um and so and Watching Metropolis the next day after seeing that made me really... I wasn't angry, but it it curdles Metropolis in mm. a way. I yeah. don't... So, yeah, you asked me, is this film a bit Nazi-y? And it's like, does it have swastikas in it? No, obviously not. They hadn't picked that up yet. But like, uh, like not technically, but absolutely. And yeah. I, it, it is, it is so. And like, yeah, we talked about this on M. Like M, it, it, I, as someone who has seen the hits, I've seen some of the Mabusas, Mabusas. Mm. I cannot remember which. Ma- well, have, Matri- have you seen any of the? Have you seen the four and a half hour silent one? I, I couldn't, like, again, oh, okay. I, like, you, uh, right, I yeah. think when I was doing film at uni and I wasn't really paying attention, undiagnosed right, yeah. ADHD. It, it, it is, yeah, it, it, oh. it is, like, like, like any uh, four and a half hour long silent film, it is sort of difficult to get for at times, but it is, I think, so rewarding and so just incredibly fucking yeah. good. Yeah, uh, it, 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 I have no doubt. Uh, yeah. Um, 
and, and but Metropolis and M, and out of them, M is clearly the masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, uh, even as much as like the achievement, kind of this defining moment of aesthetic spectacle. Uh, as much as M doesn't have images as arresting uh, as. Oh, like fucking pick a frame of yeah, Metropolis. No, it, 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 yeah, if, every 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 scene in Metropolis looks incredible. All of all of the mini- all of the miniatures and matte paintings and and like we and like weird special effects they throw in, or all, all, all of all of the shots and the lighting, or all, all of the ways people move through scenes. Yeah, like if, if yeah, if everything is just beautiful. And it, and, it, it, it it sucks that, like, in the last, I don't know, 10 minutes, the movie just decides to go fully into workers uh, don't deserve rights. It is, uh, yeah, like, yes. And, and uh, uh, to talk, I think, for two episodes going about uh, how, I don't know how I know this because it's totally impossible for me to have seen it. Uh, and you refuse to have but like the the thing that makes me consider uh, Villeneuve's Dune, June 2021 a film I have not and could not see uh, and would never break the law to watch uh, certainly not twice um, is, is that that is a film that cost $175 million dollars and if that film cost $170 million, it would be worse. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, and, and, like, part of that is learning the lessons of this film, which is if you can do it in camera, get it in camera. So much of that film, uh, uh, that that film does a better job of selling its CG than almost any other feature film ever made, and that is because uh, so much of it is happening in real places, and you're so mm. used to looking at shots where you're like, I know how they got that. Yeah. Um, and, and Metropolis is is like talking about Psycho last week is so over determined and over discussed and Metrop and boiled down to a list of facts and all the lists of facts about Metropolis are about its scale about how there are scenes where there were a hundred thousand extras uh, and he shot. Uh, one trillion miles of film and they filmed for 20 years Yeah, and you look at those and you go like that's fucking crazy you no one should do that for this film and then you watch this film and you go like as long as no one was being whipped as long as everyone uh, uh, was fed sheltered and cared for no, you absolutely you like you need that to be on this yes. scale. This yeah. film with only ninety thousand extras in it would be worse. Yeah. So for people who aren't fully familiar with the uh, plot of Metropolis, set in a futuristic city, it's like very opulent and advanced, but it is uh, built on the backs of a poor. And it's the sort of city where the offspring of a rich yeah, man. It's who a run... real Alita Battle Angel situation. Yeah, if yeah. you if you if you've not seen that, I think this takes. Uh, I presume Von Harbour and Lang were big fans of the original manga of Alita Battle Angel, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's it's a it's a city that's uh, uh, that is uh, built on the backs of the poor. All, all, all of the uh, uh, all of the like uh, rich men who run the city, they have specially built areas where, where their sons can go and like have races and uh, and uh, cavort with women. 
and uh, they, they, uh, there's an area called the Eternal Gardens, and it's just a place where rich white kids never have to worry about anything. The first person we meet is called Freda. He's played by uh, Gustav Froelich. And he's the son of the city's ruler, Joe Frederson, who is played by Alfred Abel. Well, well, not not sex in the city, you, uh, which is uh, to say remove Kim Cattrall from you as if that isn't a mortal wound. Not to sex in the city, you. Uh, uh, but he is not the first character we meet. The first character we meet is well uh when i watched it uh, four slides of restoration information oh, of course yeah followed by a slide explaining the difference between the slides i would see interspersed throughout the film which included the naming of the different typefaces they would use <laughs> i we have had to buy a new bed spring because i just so hard it was a shotgun blast there is now a hole in our in the ground holy shit now is the leave city meeting <laughs> you can't leave cancel <laughs> trap in meeting open terminal hacking <laughs> hacking the, all the doors yeah. in your house are now locked uh, it was a live the whole time yeah, I've opened windows to you um uh, uh is, is the city is the metropolis the yeah, name yeah. Uh, of the film it is the workers oh right uh, yeah, the yeah, scale no, yeah. Of it. yeah the, 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 the first people we see are other workers going going into the factories and their sort of working conditions and where they live i mean it cuts from that to the to the eternal gardens and it's just all these like fancy boys in pancake makeup like running around and going oh jolly jo- jolly good time and then women in uh just the craziest costumes you've ever seen uh, come out and uh, they like play around a fountain and stuff and in a very what i presume is deliberate and what this looks like uh, is silent era films of fairy tales yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, um it, it is they they are a fan they they are living a fantasy life within a fantasy setting mm. uh, uh they're not just separated by geography uh they are separated almost by genre anyway Yes, yeah, and I, I mean that that separation of genres is is like is is punctured when uh, when a woman called Maria, uh, who is one of the workers, uh, she, she uh, comes up in a big elevator, which is never really explained why there is an elevator from the worker city right into the Eternal Gardens, but uh, she, because she, it's symbolic and yeah, yeah, applying sure. any kind of logic no, no, to this no, film. No, it needs to make sense. It needs to make perfect sense. Okay. But so she, 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 she comes I up I understand you thinking that from one synthetic being to another. <laughs> I understand that we are programmed to seek logic. Beep, Look, I, I, I just didn't understand the scene where there was a turtle flipped over on its back. Like... <laughs> <laughs> great job running national by the way this woman called maria who is played by brigitte helm uh, she, she comes up in this elevator with a bunch of uh, young children from from a worker city and says to these kids hey 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 kids look look, look at all these rich shows these are your brothers these are your sisters these are we are all humans together but like these people live above you and think and think that they are better than you and uh, Freda uh, looks at her and uh, instantly falls in love and you can tell because he puts his hands over his heart and goes 
and but you know it's, it's silent film acting but it's you know he he you know it's fine well like and, and and he instantly falls in love with her and you instantly fall in love with her you being the audience that's not just me being like finn i've read your uh helm fan fiction where no. you take where you take the helm uh <sighs> and, and, yeah you're a starship captain you go to metropolis and anyway um uh, it it is because there is uh, uh, I've talked a lot about on this about the way people uh, is that anyone can be attractive and magnetic on film uh, the camera and the director just has to love looking at them uh, and this film loves to look at Brigitte Helm. The yeah. the these kind of mo- the moonlike arc of her face uh, uh, is so perfectly uh, warm, and then later so utterly cold. Uh, is like. Yeah, no, he clutches his heart, which is, again, Mm. like borderline doing the kind of signified acting that ballet dancers do. Sure, yeah, yeah. uh, 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 But it's also like, that's telling you something that, like, like, of course, when you look at someone who looks like that in a shot like that, you fall in love. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the performance that Brigitte Helm gives in this movie is, like, one of the, like, most magnetic and arresting silent film performances the two versions of Maria that she plays. First, the, the gentle and captivating reformer who just sort of wants the best for everyone and makes these incredibly impassioned speeches to groups of workers about the day that will come when, when their lot in life is improved. And then in the second half of the film where she has been taken over by an evil uh, robot simulacra and is now like moving all like crazy and herky-jerky and she's making these big faces... She's got this like makeup on that, that like really like ex- exaggerates her like bone structure and her eyes. She is like manic and wild eyed. It's 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 an amazing performance. Yeah, and, and it is yeah. Both performances are uh, uh, incredible. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, I agree with everything you've said. Uh, the thing I would uh, underline is how uh, 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 stark and different the two the two characters are. Yeah. Uh, 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 because it is not it is not simply her playing a nice person and then her playing a mean person. Because mm. uh, I would, of course, then uh, hate this film even more because synthetic humanoids are not automatically mean. I'm so sick of uh, the crypto fascist Wachowskis spreading such monstrous lies about us. There's no one less woke in the modern cinematic <laughs> landscape than the Wachowskis. Uh, and and i want to be clear i will not argue that point and if you disagree with me i don't want you to stop listening to this podcast i want you to go to your light switch go to next to it go to your local library (laughs) Uh, get get a get a, a book called uh god this the matrix is so mean uh by euthydine and then i want you to open it and you'll see that it's been hollowed out and that in it there's a pencil and you'll be like what what's this for and then i want you to put it between your two like your third and fourth your third and fourth fingers so like if you're doing the you know live long and prosper um 
uh, uh, you know, that guy gesture from uh, Star Wars. You put the pencil between there. Yeah, yeah. You put the pencil between there, and I want you to squeeze all your fingers together because it re and that will really hurt. And that because that's what you deserve. And I know what you're thinking, and the answer is yes. That is what is inside every copy of that book. It was very difficult logistically to arrange. That's how <laughs> furious I am. Anyway. Um, well, but, 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 but of course, there, 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 is, there is one copy of the book where when you open it, your fist comes out and punches Verita in the face. Yeah, and then it scurries away like one of the Harry Potter books. <laughs> um when she's playing the robot she's not just giving an evil or cold performance she is giving a a performance that is uncanny as the yes. robot design is like it's yeah. like my major i first saw this in a, a, a in the the cinema the place we will never go back to we're trapped we're trapped here forever in this zoom we'll never leave these frames no. um i'm sorry finn Oh, sorry, yeah. I just accidentally hit my synthesizer again. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. You just should... Look, I, I don't want to tell you how to live, but having your fingers on that synthesizer at all moments has caused a lot of real problems for you. <laughs> like when you got that phone call from Elon Musk saying, you're the person who's going to explain to me, I will only trust a fellow... No, we can't... Out, sorry. I will only trust a synthesoid who I don't know socially from the secret robots club um uh, uh you're the one who should explain to me why i should give six billion dollars to the world health organization or, yeah, or the I, UN. I, I, I push a button on my synthesizer that says cram it nerd <laughs> uh, and, and he said well i've done being reasonable and kind reason nice elon is gone and then he you know just went and fired more workers for smoking weed um sorry you don't want to work at a tesla factory they're very dangerous yeah beyond this i Hmm. do not know brigitte helm from adam was this early work for her was she established yeah, so I, I've I've looked I've looked her up a couple times. It doesn't seem like she did anything else that's like. I mean, she 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 certainly did nothing else that's on this sort of level. This is listed on uh, on Letterboxd at least as her as her first movie. She it seemed like uh, worked mainly through to the mid thirties and then uh, kind of disappeared from from film. That it looks like most of the other films she she was in she was the star of. So I, I mean, I, think, I, I think, like, of like, yeah, of, so like, I, of course. I, I think, she, I think she she did become like a like at least like a moderate star in in in, in Germany, but uh, I I'm guessing that if a German cultural figure sort of uh, falls out of the spotlight in the mid 30s, I'm guessing it has something to do with the Nazis. So I'm just gonna look that up now. They are. There is. I'm not sure it's... Finn, we've got to respect all sides, and and I think it's a bit unfair to assume that the Nazis would be judgmental like that. Right, I've got got her... uh, Right, yeah, yeah, I've I've got her... uh, uh, 
I've got her Wikipedia page here. So uh, she, she she was under contract with uh, she was under contract with UFA from uh, like 1925 to 1935. Yeah, uh, that's, we, uh, for uh, for listeners, there was a German film production company uh, named for the fact that everyone who worked there was an ultimate fuck artist. Sure. Yeah. After her ten year contract ended, uh, she, she uh, married a rich industrialist. Uh, and so I think she was like kind of set after that. But also, she she was apparently involved in uh, several uh, traffic accidents and was uh, and was in prison for a short time. But according to a book uh, written by uh, uh, the uh, Nazi Party's uh, press chief, uh, uh, Adolf Hitler personally saw that uh, the that the manslaughter charges against her uh, were dropped from the automobile accident. Uh, and then. Uh, 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 then, then around this time, uh, she uh, dropped out of the film industry because she was apparently uh, disgusted with how the Nazis were taking over the film industry. And, and then, uh, right in, in, in 1935, she moved to Switzerland with her husband. Uh, all right. Uh, so I take it back. Under no circumstances do you gotta hand it to her. Well, she she... slaughtered some people. Yeah. Well, women uh, who, slaughtered. Who, 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 who amongst us hasn't? Many of our great cultural figures have have vehicularly manslaughtered someone. Finn, hmm? I, I get that part of the dynamic on the show is us needling each other. But you know that as I am a synthetic being designed to kill criminals <laughs> and when struck by lightning, topless women. <laughs> I And so, you know, it's so... like I wouldn't joke about... How um, uh, all people who, when they're tied to a pyre and burned, uh, revert to their robotic form? Because I know that's really touchy for you. Mm -hmm. And and I think it's only common decency between synthetic beings. Like, I have to... Do you know how hard it is to get up in the morning knowing that I've just done a hard night's work? Sorry, a hard day's night fighting at, at the and, chopping mall at the chopping mall not chopping but killing criminals or topless women it's people like you why robot therapy is, is so prevalent amongst killtrons like me uh sorry you uh sorry you were saying something insightful before i uh spent five minutes winding up to the use of the word killtron uh yeah no yeah so i was just saying she she uh, married a rich guy, didn't like what the Nazis were doing with, with the film industry, and uh, and uh, fled Germany. Seems uh, pretty reasonable all up. Yeah, so so uh, Freda sees her, falls in love with her, and then uh, after she and the children are like ushered out of the Eternal Gardens because they're uh, grubby, uh, he uh, decides to follow them down into in, into the workers' factory, which leads to probably the best part of the movie, where where you see the like actual factory floor and all the people essentially being like made into human cogs. Where where yeah where like everyone has their workstation where there are like dials and levers and buttons and valves and you like they are in constant movement making adjustments and and the and, one that and, always and, sticks with me is that there's a guy who is positioned at a man sized uh, analog clock 
Uh, Yeah, yeah, and he's like moving the arms around. And he's holding the two arms of the clock, and there is a ring of lights outside around the outside of the clock that light up, and he, as fast as he can, has to point the arms to it. And it is just this brilliant demonstration uh, of something that seems like it could so easily not be done by a person. Yeah. It has to be because it's easy. And it, it is it is it is it is such a strong metaphor as well as being uh such a strong uh like literalism as well mm. you know yeah yeah and, and yeah and the the, the like major the, the the like major thing in, in this factory is uh, uh is is a giant like multi-level uh, is is a giant like multi multi level engine which which is called the heart machine. And uh, when Freda first enters the factory, he sees one of the workers fall over and pass out essentially from from exhaustion and overwork. And because this one man falls down and can't reach a single valve, the the like level of, the level of heat in the machine rises and rises and rises and explodes. You see, like, all of the workers who are on the, like, multiple different stories of, of this machine being, like, thrown off in this explosion. And then as, as Freda, like, looks on in horror, he has a vision of this machine turning into Moloch, the evil demon from the Bible who, like, represents greed and, uh, and, and like, destruction. And I presume also a pretty, uh, uh, you know, inside baseball to one of uh, Lang's inspirations, uh, which is Watchmen right because there's moloch is uh one of the villains uh superhero team the watchmen mm. for in that great thrilling adventure about how great superheroes are yeah. uh, especially rorschach yeah yeah he yeah. is my buddy we uh, hang out on weekends and talk about how great the john birch society are finn i have to tell you that's not rorschach that's me and and that's because everyone you've ever interacted that you think isn't me mm. is is me inspired by Rorschach's sage heroic statement you're not trapped in I'm not trapped in here with you you're trapped in here with me me mm. me uh, and then I then I put my hand into the agent, and this kind of digital oil goes over him, and he turns into uh, a copy of me, mm. and I and and says me too, and, and then we turn and look at all the copies of us who are fighting um, Ted, uh, uh, and, and then we run over, join the fight, but then he picks up. Uh, a, a Ted and he throws it at us and there's this bowling ball like hitting uh, a skittle sound so Finn do you think Metropolis is shite or sound oh, I, I, I want to get <laughs> no, yeah yeah so, no um, sorry, I was just no that, yeah, yeah. that was a joke yeah, yeah not so the we, not we, the we, Matrix we, thing that's that's true anyway yeah so this shot where Freda sees the machine become the gaping more of an evil god and 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 has a vision of of the workers as like ancient israelite slaves being led up the stairs and into its churning mouth it's just i think pretty unambiguously one of the greatest things that's ever been in a movie it, it, well, it is an incredible effect 
I watched a video a few years ago about how that effect was done, and it, it is it is so impressive and so cool how how they pulled it off. Uh, we'll link it on on the Twitter. Uh, yeah. Shite Sound Pod. That that bit, because I first saw this uh, in a cinema, the place we'll never go, uh, and uh, uh, I was too young to see it. I thought it was boring for about the first yeah. 20 minutes, and then this happened, and I was like, oh no, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is... This is good, and I think and I think that was the first time I had appreciated silent cinema that was not comedy, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that's because as a child you're primed, or at least when you had my childhood, you're primed to like silent comedy because you've been raised on uh, uh, cartoon shorts, uh, which are silent comedy with noise. As Freda sees this, he is so like moved and horrified by the plight of the workers that he goes back to his dad and is like, hey, dad, guy who runs the city, uh, have you thought about doing something about this? About how uh, these people are constantly dying for seemingly no reason in your fucking factories just to make you richer? And his dad's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll, we'll do something about it. I know. Well, what he says verbatim is that uh, uh, I want to thank the Amazon workers uh, and all of Amazon's customers. Without you, this couldn't have happened. And then does that terrifying laugh that just that that he does. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so then it, then it turns out that there are maps being found amongst the bodies of the dead workers that, that it will lead to some sort of meeting place underground. And Freda uh, decides that he wants to uh, go, go along and uh, see what this see what this secret meeting is about. And while this is happening, uh, Joe Frederson, uh, his dad, uh, goes to meet an inventor called Rothfang. Now, Rothfang is played by uh, is played by uh, is played by an actor called Rudolf Klein Roger. Who uh, uh, played uh, Doctor Mabuza in the first two Doctor Mabuza films, and uh, also played uh, Siegfried in, the, uh, in uh, uh, Fritz Lang and Theon Harper's uh, Die Nibelungen. Oh, we uh, haven't we haven't explained for the audience kind of the logline uh, of Doctor Mabuza, which right. is uh, uh, it, it's a, it's like an anthology series um, about. Uh, uh, when your partner is a member of the House of Lords. So uh, it's been compacted into Mabusa, but it's really my boo, sir. Uh, jokes, comedy, great stuff. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, so, uh, so, uh, so uh, Freda's dad goes to see Rodfang, and uh, Rodfang is the moment where you're like, oh, yeah, this is, this is kind of nazi-ish because so i've not seen a massive amount of like early german film but i've, I've seen I've <laughs> more seen, than I mean, almost you're in the top one yeah. percent of people alive today though probably yeah sure I, I've, I've i've seen i've seen a fair bit of like early german uh, film I, and, no, I, I think a more a better way to put it is more than most pe- german people alive today i think have seen <laughs> yeah and th- 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 there is a like real recurring like character type in these movies which is the long white-haired scary decrepit other who uh, like lives outside of society and is responsible for all the bad stuff uh, you, you usually uh, uh, he's played by an actor who has been 
who is uh, being put in heavy makeup to have, uh, let's say, a sort of a hooked nose. That like, and you 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 see a lot of this in like German expressionist stuff. Like in uh, in uh, the uh, uh, in uh, the Student of Prague, uh, one of the first expressionist films, there is a character called Scapinelli who is sort of the devil, but he's like always like talked about as an adventurer, and he is very much made to look like he looks like what fifteen years later the Nazi propaganda would say Jews look like. And you, you have the same thing with uh, with Dr. Caligari. And, that's a, that's a and, really and, awkward coincidence. How did they hmm. let... How did they... Because I, I couldn't see that being connected in any... Uh, wait a minute. So you saying... Stop me if I'm following right. you. That, that, that this, this Dr. Frankenstein character... Uh, uh, Dr. Frankenstein being the villain of that story, this character being the villain of this story, being coded a- as both Jewish and the source of all ill, uh, in some way uh, reflects and in some way encourages the anti-Semitism that would lead to um, a, uh, a, a, a loss of life so great and impactful that 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 it has become a synonym for for evil in the human heart is that what i'm uh, yeah. saying that's a pretty uh, big I, call, I guess but- i guess what i'm saying is that uh, the uh, the uh, nazis and their ideology didn't just uh, pop out of nowhere there was a very uh, strong tradition in germany of belief in a mythic national identity and a uh, a, a strong uh, a sense of anti-semitism going back uh, hundreds and hundreds of years, which the Nazis uh, sort of latched onto in order to uh, uh, kill more people more efficiently than had ever been done in human history. There, uh, I think it's a big call. It's certainly one no one else has has made, and I respect you for that. And I would Thank just you. balance, and I'm not denying it, and I would just balance it by saying that the thing we should all remember, the good news uh, is, that, is that when uh, the Nazis were defeated, when um, uh, FDR murdered uh, hundreds of thousands of Japanese people who didn't need to die, um the the fascism in the world just stopped and yep. and, and, it, and, and, and and we have not seen a hide nor hear of it since i yeah i'm i because the thing about metro the other thing again not to eat my uh, eat our lunch you know too early just passing the two hour minute mark of this record um uh, is that the thing the problem with you know metropolis is a lot of its ideas you know people this heavily stratified overclass and underclass these artificial icons being used by those in power to distract and control uh the workers who 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 protest and are then uh, uh oppressed for the crime of wanting to live uh, uh and being forced back into uh uh, uh, demeaning uh, horrific work most of which only serves to make life easier uh, for the overclass is that it doesn't really I, I when I was sitting there watching it thinking about that video of police violence I was like this film does not in any way speak to the modern condition <laughs> it, it, it doesn't reflect our modern state 
this is a a period piece you know nothing dates faster than our visions of the future uh and, and luckily we all live in in luxury space communism so like uh, <laughs> so like, uh, apart from the like Bibi being made up to look like anti-jewish propaganda and being this like re- being this like recluse who lives outside of normal society the things that make rotvang in particular an even more extreme allegory for like nefarious jewish influence than is usual in these sorts of movies is everyone we see in the like above city lives in these giant skyscrapers and it's all like steel and glass and it's all like perfectly straight and beautiful clean lines so his his house is like small and like stunted and strangely angled in a film of forced perspective here the perspective is forced the most the angles are the most jarred yeah the space feels as uncanny as the characters contained within it sorry yeah and and the first time we see the outside of his house we see a star on the top of it and in, in the novel, uh, in, in the novelization of Metropolis, which Von Haber also wrote, that star is called the Seal of Solomon. So, pretty obvious stand-in for the Star of David. So, it is like it is explicit within the novel of, of Metropolis that this is an evil Jew, and the evil machine version of Maria that Rothbaum makes is kind of like the perfect example of Nazi conspiracies about Jewish influence. Like yeah. she, she, she is a like Trojan horse hiding revolutionary politics and like evil deviant sexuality behind this like false image of like ideal german womanhood well and and even even deeper than that no uh, i am no expert in anti-semitic thoughts uh because it just doesn't interest me uh just not my thing it's not to my taste um uh, 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 uh and uh one of the key things at least i gather is that Jewish people reproduce in unnatural ways to create children that are like but not human? Mm, so, yeah. so even on a e- even deeper into the hate driving some elements of this film, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying yeah, that yeah. it's like it's like a di- it's not a superficial similarity. Yeah, uh, it is. It is. It's like part of it. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, so we 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 have this like really great scene where 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 uh, where, where like Freda and a bunch of the other workers go and see uh, go 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 and see the uh, uh, the like original Maria give a speech or like a talk where she acts like a sort of preacher and tells these downtrodden workers that that she believes that there that, that like there is a mediator coming, someone who will advocate on their behalf to the ruling classes and like ease their struggle. And all of the workers who come to see her are like seem seem to have like a religious experience watching her talk, and I and are just fully enraptured by her. And and and, and, and once again, the way the speech uh, is shot, the loving uh, mid shots on her giving it. Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, very like soft lighting where yeah. she just seems to be glowing the entire time. She she is in 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 some of the close shots on her the only thing lit, like she's mm. the only thing that exists. Yeah, it is it is. Uh, you get it. You get why mm. they're enraptured. This is not an informed ability. 
Yeah, and and uh, and, and while this is happening, uh, 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 Fred, Fred is dead, and Rotvang are secretly watching from 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 above. So and, and then Rotvang uh, shows uh, shows Fredersen, I made this robot of your dead wife. We should kidnap that woman who the workers all really like, and uh, we, we should uh, put we should put her likeness into, into the robot, and then uh, send I mean like send it back out. And 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 so they so they they do that they they kidnap Maria they they transfer her likeness onto the robot and they send it back out with uh, the and, like and express purpose of like s- spreading a similar but much more radical message to the one that Maria was spreading before. Well, and and, and the process the the extended process of stealing her likeness uh, uh, very much invokes uh, uh, stealing her soul stealing yeah. a part of her personhood she she is uh, w- when we see real her next she is changed and drained and a core part of anti-semitic ideology is the idea of jewish people as succubi people who mm. remove souls so it is, yeah the reason i'm just stressing these is it's not details it's it's yeah, not yeah. like oh you're it's not like how the Sontarans are essentially bald gollywogs. It is like it, yeah, it like, is written through there, this there, film. There are tons of German movies from around this time that are steeped in the language and ideas of anti-Semitism because that is just what German culture was like. This well, is a and, and is, like European, like yeah, oh, yeah, Western yeah, yeah. culture generally. Like yeah. we, but, but we, like, but like this is a movie that is explicitly based on anti-Semitism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like in, in a way, but like the cabinet of Dr. Caligari isn't. Well, and like how Revenge of the Fallen, like, it, it is full of jagged, unfollowable action, uh, and 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 women turned into objects. And while that is true of all of Michael Bay's work. It's really bad there, you know? Like, this is a, you know, it's a bad case. It's not a chief, I think is the phrase. Anyway, so they're sending, what is this more radical message they're sending her out to save in? Yeah, so instead of going out and saying there is a mediator coming, have hope, have faith in the fact that, like, things will be better one day, the robot simulacrum of, of Maria is sent out to say, the mediator has not come. We've been failed by the authorities. They're never going to do anything to fix our position because, because like our position as as subjugate workers means that they can have their position as wealthy and idle lords. So uh, we should go out there and we should fucking kill them. Yeah. And uh, and the movie's take on this is uh, uh, that's bad. Uh, this is yeah. uh, workers uh, should never uh, rise up. And like the, the, this movie, when it was released, was accused of being communist. Like, like the, the like right wing press in Germany was like, the, 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 like this this movie is like subversive and it's communist, but like it's not because it it so fundamentally distrusts the workers and it it constantly it constantly presents them as easily manipulated, fundamentally simple minded, and unable to like advocate on their own behalf and the, the like the, the the language that is used all throughout the film like m- mostly by maria but but also the, the like the, the opening of the film is an epigram that says the mediator between the head 
and the hands must be the heart. I mean, that, that is the language that is used throughout the film. Of, and of, it, of it, it is. Saying, oh, yeah. oh, no, and it's also the it's bookends. It is yeah, the, yeah. the first text you read, and it is the last. The first frame of the film is that text, and the last frame of the film is that text. Yeah, it is. And, and, and when, when, the, when the good Maria is giving her speeches, she, she is saying the same thing of like, like we, the workers, are, are the hands, and, and, and they, our rulers, are the heads, but, but like, there, 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 there must be some heart that like intervenes in, 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 in the process. And, and yeah, so it, it is always like this metaphor of the body where, yeah. where, 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 where the elites are the decision makers and the workers are, are hands. They are nothing more than tools for manual labor. And there, there, there is never any question in the film of the workers controlling the means of production or even being equal in any way to the rich men of, of the like top part of the city. The like only like the only thing we get is the idea that the mediator might slightly improve their condition somewhat. And like when, when Adolf Hitler saw this film, he, he said, here is the man who will give us the Nazi film. That's why Hitler helped Brigitte Helm out of her fucking like traffic, like out of her like manslaughter charges, because he he believes so strongly in the message that this film was sending. Um, uh, which makes me think about how like a uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, 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 being endorsed by a lot of people who uh, are fascists. And yep. uh, hateful, and wish violence, and, and the 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 moment I was like, oh no, Dave, Dave Chappelle is not a guy who know who should know a little better with a bee in his bonnet. Um, it was like, oh no, he's gone, he's lost. Hmm. Uh, is is the fact that he didn't go like, no, I don't want to be of your fucking party. You know, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want this. And, and the fact that Lang's response to that were, was to leave and then make a lot of films about how Nazism were bad, including leaving his wife, which, mm. trust me, is the hardest part. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, yeah, like when Lang moved to America and started making films there, almost every film he made was... In the films he made before the war started, it was all about like it, it was films about demagoguery and mob justice and 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 how and, and how all of the like safety of liberal democracy we, we take for such granted and can so easily yeah. be punctured by people who want to like turn liberal democracy against itself. And then during and then once World War Two started, he made all of these like great like pulpy thrillers about like. A, a, like uh, about about uh, about the like need to stand up to Nazis. Like his his film Hangman Also Die was was co-written by him and Bertolt Brecht, and it is not as good as you want the film directed by Fritz Lang and co-written by Lang and Bertolt Brecht to be, but it is super fucking interesting. The main problem with it is that the star is Brian Don Levy, who don't well. And Brecht with, like, a large part of what makes Brecht on stage land 
and it fucking does. As complicated as my feelings, as I've already discussed yeah. when you're about Brecht are, uh, uh, but they are complicated feelings about Brecht the man uh, as opposed to Brecht uh, the set of ideas. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, but part of what makes it work on stage is songs. Like right, uh, yeah. his, his great plays, uh, uh, the plays everyone loves, uh, uh, have an element of music, if not are musicals, uh, right, yeah. and, and which is such a key part of the Verfram Dunst effect. Um, and, and so, like, yeah, like Bricked Without Vile isn't, you know, you know, when you take Tom York away from Radiohead, you get Susperia, and when you take Johnny Greenwood away from Radiohead, you get you get Body Song. But when you take Brecht away from Weil, from Vile, and uh, the people who probably actually wrote all of his work, uh, it's not the complete like yeah, it's not the complete thing. Yeah, but, but, but like the 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 like thing that is so interesting about Hangman also die is it is like it is it, it is one of the few American like studio films you'll ever see that consistently and ideologically believes that the collective is more important than the individual and and also believes that like the single most important thing you can do with your life is to kill Nazis. Everything else is sort of secondary. It, it I, is really interesting to see a, a movie take like that strong a of a standpoint in 1943. I, and it is, and it's only unfortunate that they didn't predict uh, podcasting <laughs> uh, 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 to realize that 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 defeating fascism. Um, was in fact only the second most uh, important thing you can do with your life. You know, uh, that's mm. the one issue there. Yeah, what, what, what's number one? Pod, podcasting. Oh, right, right, right. This, well, we, why would we be doing this if, if it was not the most important thing we could do with our lives? No, it's a, it's a good question. Uh, here is the thing before we get back onto it. Sure. The thing I want to to stress about Fritz Lang, someone who has made, no matter whether I call this shite or sound, uh, at least two of the most impactful and uh, transparently excellent films ever made. Uh, uh, the bravest, best, strongest and hardest thing he must have done in his life was turning down a safe and supported life under Nazism. Yeah. Uh, because he would not have been hurt, but other people would. And, uh, man, I love his work. But for doing that, I love the man more. Yeah. Uh, and it, it is uh, his work post, you know, be the Nazis director, being so staunchly against it. Is um oh no I it's just it's not just good it's admirable like yeah like, and, I and just like, like good move, good work move, Fritz moving to America and like working in the studio system he never got to have the same amount of creative freedom or the same budgets that that he enjoyed in in, in Germany like he, he he never got that ever again but but like he gave up being the single most like prestigious and loved director in his home country. Yeah, in order to like take a stand against like absolute fucking evil, which is yeah. 
to, to do yeah. the right thing, uh, uh, doing the good thing is often the hardest thing. Yeah. It's not the hardest part, which is letting go, not taking part. It really broke my heart. But, you know, it's similar to that. Um, and so, yeah, this the Kaiser Chiefs were right. Uh, they predicted a riot and, and one occurs for about an hour of this yep. film. And uh, it looks great. Not much plot happens. No. There, there, there is, yeah, there, there is. Yeah, so the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, yeah, so the uh, the the machine Maria she goes out. She starts spreading her message of, of violent revolution, uh, and she, she she is like playing like the the like workers and the elites against each other. She she is going down to to work and preaching violent revolution, and then she is going up to 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 the upper city where where she, where she is like like dancing at clubs and sending everyone insane with her uh, with her uh, sexy robot dancing. Which is great. I love, I, love, I love that scene where she sends everyone insane. Oh yeah, because we had uh, meet- right, yeah, and and at like at one point she, uh, she 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 makes everyone go so crazy that they start hallucinating her like riding the back of Baal, one of the like one of one of the like demons from the Book of Revelation. Well, it, uh- it's great. And clearly a shout-out to another of Lang's inspirations, Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey's uh, The Wicked and the Divine, where where Baal is there as kind of a Kanye West, Tiny Temper synthesis figure, uh, whose character arc is probably, uh, at least to me, the most interesting and affecting exploration of modern masculinity in, uh, in any media. Uh but uh, so it's nice to shout that he shouts out to his influences. Um, the the other thing I would say about this dancing is that as much as the, uh, we have talked about how influential this film is and how much so many other people have talked about how influential yeah. it is from the obvious design cues, you know, fucking Brazil, C three PO. Um, all, 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 all science fiction. Uh, yeah, well, on film especially. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 spectacle in general. Um, the the influence people often ignore is that you could take this dancing, and if you put it to like modern Gen Z, you know, the music that's incredible but deliberately ugly, like. She could be dancing to Sophie or Dorian Electra, you know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 and you wouldn't, it is time or like, God, I've been so careful about calling things timeless, but it is timeless. And I'm uh, the dancing and the film, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and then the workers uh, overtake the wretch. Uh, well, redistribute well, well. the wealth <laughs> and uh, then the final uh, and then the credits roll while yeah, so Cunts the, are uh, still running the world plays. The, uh, yeah, the uh, first thing that the workers do when they rise up is uh, they go and destroy all, all the machines that, that, that like they are enslaved to. Yeah. And they, and they especially destroy one particular machine called the Heart Machine, uh, mm. which is the one that keeps uh, their underground city from flooding. And they destroy this machine, and then they all uh, hold hands and sit and like run around in a circle, and and they're all like, "Yay, we destroyed it! We did great!" And then it, it cuts between that and uh, their city uh, flooding, and all the children that they've left at home 
be, uh, or, or, uh, uh, or, or, or almost dying uh, uh, in, in, until uh, Freda and Maria show up. The two sort of uh, star-crossed lovers, the mythic heroes. Uh, uh, Aryan super people. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You, you could call them aesthetically. Yeah, yeah they, they, they show up. And while the while the stupid and easily manipulated workers are dancing like fools, celebrating the destruction that they don't even realize they're caused. Uh, uh, Freda and Maria save all the children from a flooding city. And like, obviously I have problems with the, with, with the like uh, political and narrative implications of this scene, but like the, the, the fucking flooding city yeah. is, <laughs> and is incredible. Like, yeah, this-, this is what I'm thinking about when I'm talking, uh, when I say that, like, this film needs to be this big. This yeah. sequence oh, yeah, yeah. being any less than it is, which is, uh, like, is there a word more maximalist than maximalist? <laughs> uh, um, it, 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 it wouldn't, because it, 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 it oh yeah it just it's just how it has to be and it's not how it has to be because it's how it is it's how it has to be because we have seen scenes like this in films from this era and in the future and they're not as good as this and they don't do as good a job as (coughs) uh, uh, expressing these feelings uh, in visual terms it is like it's not a tour de force it's a fucking Staycation in force, <laughs> like it's. Oh God, Fritz, good work. Just think about what you're saying. Maybe leave your wife. What do you think Fritz Lang would write on r slash relationship underscore advice? <laughs> like. Anyway. Yeah, I'm just trying to imagine the the am I the asshole post with his right. Uh, yeah, am I the asshole? Am I the asshole? A very powerful person in my country uh, has uh, has offered me uh, uh, the keys to to becoming the largest worker of scale uh, uh, in my field. All I need to do is be uh, totally complicit in, uh, in the deaths and subjugations of millions. Yeah, and, and like. Uh, uh, and uh, as we can tell from uh, the current state of most Chinese cinema, uh, uh, a lot of people would have answered, "You're the asshole. Take the job." <laughs> anyway, Shout out to Zhang Yimou. Woo woo, Stephen Chow. Zhang Yimou, another guy with an incredible understanding of scale, like and how to put that fucking budget to to use. Yeah, and God, what is his name? Um, Long Day's Journey Into Night. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Kylie uh, Blues. Uh, Kylie uh, uh, Blues. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Man, what films? God. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if those films could be watched without the hateful stain of being... Uh, hate. Yeah, but it, like, it, it, at least with Long Day's Journey Into Night, you, 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 you get to think about how it's also... Uh, the subject of uh, one of the uh, greatest pranks ever pulled by a government. No, no, no. I, 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 yeah. I, I know what the the yeah. the uh, uh, um, 
when when it showed like every city yeah. in China on New Year's Eve, yeah. Well, and it was advertised as a love story, and Long Day's yeah. Journey into Night to pray see it for the audience <laughs> is a uh, uh, a very post Blade Runner neo noir uh, uh, of uh, cutting between two time periods uh, of a man uh, uh, meeting a woman and then in the future searching for her and not yeah finding and, her yeah and it is entirely about uh, vibes and uh, sort of feeling bad it is but essentially are, plot I mean no yeah, no no it, the it, first half there is plot sure uh, but, but but like the but like it, it is it is about texture more than narrative oh oh yeah and and then the second half uh he goes into a cinema puts on 3d glasses which is you were told at the beginning your turn to put on 3d glasses yeah. and then of this two and a half hour long film the last 70 minutes is what appears to be one long unbroken 3d take <laughs> while this character f- has a dream in the cinema that kind of alludes to but does not elucidate <laughs> the previous events uh yeah. this was uh, uh obviously uh as a film made in mainland china in part financed and probably largely run by uh the the current chinese government who i think i am not brave enough to say are actual fascists so let's just say uh doing a lot of stuff i wouldn't personally do mm. uh in their shoes uh they advertised it it was the first it was um they released it at midnight on new year's and there was a massive advertising campaign about how this film it's um, like a great love story yeah and you you've you've got to like take your you've got to take your boyfriend or girlfriend to see long day's journey tonight and we, we, we've timed it so so like they're gonna kiss in a movie exactly at midnight and you, right, and you can yeah. keep uh, yeah and like you you kiss when they kiss and it'll be like uh, the most romantic thing. Well, and, and they they offered like whatever their system of like fascist ish not that i'd do like social points like citizen ranking you yeah. got more if you bought like you became a better citizen if you bought tickets to this film. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so this incredibly like obtuse art film like for 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 one night was sold out in like thousands of cinemas all over china uh, it, it i think like more, i it, think per person it is like the most attended opening of a film ever or something yeah, like that yeah, no, yeah. yeah it, it, it like it, it is probably like the largest one day gross for for, for for like for for like this sort of film ever yeah and and then like be, be, be like next day all of Chinese social media was just people saying what the fuck was that that was bullshit I hated that and then the next day all of that was gone I don't know why <laughs> uh, 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 yeah no uh, isn't it horrifying how uh, uh, as much as the, we're talking about Metropolis and it feels natural to talk about modern day China I don't know why and I feel like making a closer connection um, may end in me mysteriously dying um, and it, but God like for all this film gets wrong and it gets so much wrong yeah the vibe is so right and so how yeah. does this riot end how does uh how, well, how 
Yeah, so while the workers' city is drowning and the workers themselves are dancing around in circles, the like foreman of the workers, a guy called Grot, uh, he, uh, he he uh, wakes up having been uh, knocked out earlier. He 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 uh, wakes up and and like reminds them all like you've just destroyed the heart machine. Your city has flooded now. Think of the children. All your children are dead. And so the workers now all believing that their children are dead immediately shift from being these revolutionaries following the words of of Maria. Now believe that she is a witch who was sent to kill them, and uh, they, they decide to uh, find her and kill her. So then there is a very long chase scene through these uh, through, through these like massive halls and highways of, 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 of the city. And, 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 someone... and more of this has been added from the extended version they found. Yeah. Where, where, where you're like, uh, I mean, I know we've just met Grot, but we don't need Grotty footage. We could have, <laughs> guys... We don't need all of, you know, it could yeah. be, this is the bit that where it gets a bit soggy. Yeah. And so they, 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 uh, they uh, chase after Freda and Maria, uh, trying to catch her and burn her. But there's like kind of a mix up where they get to the upper city and a bunch of uh, rich guys are dancing around with, with the robot Maria and the, 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 the workers run into them and they see the robot Maria and they think it's the real Maria. So they, they, grab, they grab her and they burn the robot at the stake. And uh, Freda sees this, thinking it's a real Maria that's being burned. And he's like, oh, no, they're burning my girlfriend. But then, like, the flesh burns away, and you see it's a robot underneath, and it rolls. Uh, and then, basically, there is a uh, showdown with... I, I, I just want to dwell on that, because that 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 effect is a simple dissolve. Uh, yeah. Something you could do uh, on a 10-year-old phone, uh, uh, and... Uh, remains one of the most frightening things like i remember being traumatized that when i'm a child it remains incredibly disquieting now this this woman screaming in pain uh becoming this emotionless robot it, uh, uh echoes through me it is a moment of uh, incredible power yeah, and so then there is a showdown between Freda and Rothwang, where Rothwang captures Maria again and uh, takes her up onto uh, one of the, uh, the, the the roof of like an old church, I think. And Freda follows him up there. The two of them have a scuffle, and it ends with Freda pushing Rothwang, the monstrous other, who is now the scapegoat for all the problems, off of off of the building. He dies, and then uh, there is essentially just a cut to. You know, a few days later, where 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 everyone is standing in front of a church now, and we have Joe Freiderson on one side, the owner of the factories, the head of the city. On the other side, we have Grot, the leader of the workers, and in between them, we have Freider, and and he is he is finally acting as the mediator between the head and the heart, and the film ends on that note again, that the workers do not deserve anything more than maybe better working conditions. The big... Well, and, and they don't even know to ask for that because yeah. they'd be too busy destroying the heart of a city and accidentally killing their children, Yeah, which is less a straw man representation than a... Oh, like, anyway, yeah. 
Yeah, and, yeah, and so the like film ends with with Lang and, and Von Haber kind of wanting you to forget that Joe Frederson is the guy who's responsible for all of this, and they just shunt everything up on Rotwang. And at the end of the film, he is standing there on the podium. He is the hero just as much as Freda is, and. I, 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 and, 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 and like Grot, who, who led the workers to burn this witch at the stake, he is there, he is the hero as well, and they are all there, and they are all friends, and they are all, all united in doing fucking nothing. Even when the good Maria is preaching about the mediator, he, he is never anything more than someone who exists to reinforce the existing power structures. Yeah. He, he, like, he, he exists as... I wrote an essay on 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 the the films of Fritz Lang for university quite a while ago, and I, I found a uh, very good quote about like what the mediator represents. Which is uh, uh, he he is a person whose function is simply to project, rather as a film does, the visions of the leaders into the minds of the masses. Uh, and there are arguments I I have. People have argued that this scene is not supposed to be as straightforwardly triumphant as many people read it as. Mm. Uh, uh, people uh, whose opinions I respect, uh, uh, I do not respect that opinion. I, 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 I have seen this film both with uh, uh, and both before and after I started picking at the scab of film in my mind, mm. uh, as we all do. Um, well, I presume everyone within the sound of my voice does. And I have never, I simply don't see in this scene uh, uh, subtextual condemnation, an attempt to complexify it, to to make it a problem play moment. No. It is, it is, it is a happy ending. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I don't like it. I, yeah. and, and I think I'm picking up a little bit from what you've been saying that I don't want to speak for you, but you think it's like broadly fine, but maybe they should have done it differently. Oh, what, what's your take? Yeah. So I think my overall take on Metropolis is that even though it is one of the best looking films ever made and the images in this film have defined how we think about science fiction for almost a hundred years, I, I think that the like fascist thoughts in Von Harper's brain just like are so unavoidable in this film that it's that it like it, it has to be shite. Yeah, I if I want to be a filthy centrist on this. Uh, I w- I would be so much more ready to go right in there with you and be like, yes, this is shite because I do not disagree with anything you have said, including your conclu- including your conclusion. Uh, the thing that holds me back a little uh, is that this is not just a defining. Uh, 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 an influential text yeah. uh, in, in, in cinema visuals and genre visuals, but it is also like there are parts of this that still have yet to be bettered. Oh, no, I, I, absolutely. And, and that, and that makes, and like, if this, if I didn't see M, if, if mm. Fritz was, decided to be a nazi i w- i would be more likely to call this film sound if you put your hand over the nazism do you know what right, i mean yeah, yeah but we because we know 
he changes well or or you know whatever we we can never know the mind of another person uh unless you possess them um oh no even then you can't because then anyway it doesn't matter yeah um i mean possessor matters but anyway uh uh I, I think this film is shy and sound. Yeah. Uh, I think it is aesthetically so sound. Parts of it still not bettered. The 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 clock guy, Moloch, um the 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 flooding the yeah, first the, time the, we the, see like the robot. The, yeah, yeah. The transformation scene, the yeah. the performance of both of the performances of Brigitte Helm. Like e- e- yeah. e- even even like the the performance that like Rudolf Kleiderog gives as Rotwang, like yeah. a- a- as as steeped as that performance is in anti-Semitism, it is still a like it is still a like rightfully iconic piece of film acting. Yeah, it's the best Doctor Frankenstein on film, hmm. um, uh, uh, and it is, and, and it is politically shite. Yeah. Um. But I, you understand the needle I'm trying to thread. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, to me it's shy and sound. But I can absolutely understand you just calling it shite. I think you're the only person who would say that. Uh, I don't think there's oh, anyone out thought, there who what? Uh, I've, Do I have something uh, on my face? I've, no, I've 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 found I found a half star review of uh, of of Metropolis. What? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot farther than I'd go. Uh, wouldn't yeah. give it a half star. What'd you give but, it? Uh, I I don't know. I've, the, 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 the last time I watched it, I gave it four stars. And because I did not rewatch it today, I don't really know what my like current total feelings on it would be uh, Like uh, uh, on like a star basis. But it's like... it's. It's 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 super hard to rate a movie like this that I have such conflicting feelings about. Yeah. So uh, this is a review. Uh, uh, this, this is a half star review of Metropolis by uh, Danielle, and then uh, after uh, uh, Danielle, and then a picture of a lightning bolt. As a pseudo connoisseur of film, I'm always trying to learn more about the industry outside of my immediate interests to expand my horizons. I looked into a list created by Turner Classic Movies, 52 movies deemed must-see and why. To start things off, I began with a 1920s, two-and-a-half-hour German silent sci-fi film, Metropolis. Off the bat, I'll say, this wasn't really my type of movie. My earliest favourite films came came out in the 40s, and sci-fi isn't my go-to genre. On top of that, I get antsy during movies, so trying not to look at my phone for almost three hours so I could pay attention to the plot was difficult for me. The film takes place in the titular city and follows the ruler of the city's son. As a member of the upper class, the son is originally unaware of the cruelties that the working class endures, but later becomes involved in the revolution for workers' rights. In order to keep his son from getting involved, the ruler and an inventor kidnap the son's love interest and model a robot after her to infiltrate the revolution. It took me two tries to watch this movie, and I fell asleep during both of them. Metropolis has been praised today for its special effects and influence on the science fiction genre, but I'd argue that while these are credible claims, the film as a whole does not hold up today. Parts of it are just because it's so old. The film has been restored and lengthened multiple times as more of the movie has been found, and there's one section that, lost time, has been replaced with a title screen explaining what happened in the missing footage. It isn't anyone's fault that the film is so old, but the noticeable gap in the plot certainly doesn't do it any good. 
and coming from a 21st century American standpoint, I am biased, but I didn't connect with any of the writing. I didn't care about any of the characters, rather. As the movie went on, I began to hate it more and more. I wasn't into the style, especially in some of the more extraordinary scenes, watching workers trudge into a fire, or a robot perform a creepy dance, or the Grim Reaper move to music, or a collage of eyes floating around the screen, are not things that make me happy. Just going to say that, that, that collage of eyes... Great, I love, love that. Yeah, yeah, the, this person is just empirically wrong about yeah. what good is, but yeah. The film ended on a good note, with more promise for, for the workers, but I felt nothing but relief that the movie was over. Metropolis shows that even if something is revolutionary for its time period, it isn't always the pinnacle of its kind. The movie can be recognised for its technical effort, but should be criticised for the degrees it took to finish the film. For one, it should be remembered that both extras and the main cast were abused during production. Oh. While filming, roughly five, roughly 500 children almost went through hypothermic shock. The main actress was almost set on fire, and multiple actors were worked to the point of exhaustion. Modern films can also tackle subject matter that would not have been handled in the past. Oh, sorry. Modern films can also tackle subject matter that, that would not have been handled in the past. One example of this is Black Panther, which director Ryan Coogler said was influenced by works such as those by Francis Ford Coppola in the 70s. While Coppola's works have gained critical acclaim since premiering, Black Panther has done something his works haven't, given long-needed representation to black people. Coppola's and Coogler's works cannot be directly compared, but it is inarguable that Coppola's works did nothing for people of colour, whereas Black Panther was more monumental in this sense. In the same vein, musicians Lady Gaga and Janelle Monet have drawn from Metropolis in their music videos, as has Madonna, which she doesn't even mention, in addition to making strides for the LGBT community in their respective careers. Metropolis influenced science fiction, but its successes influenced the wider world in more substantial ways. While current filmmakers can attribute techniques to the film, they are doing more and more for social movements than in the past. That cannot be ignored within the film industry. Uh, so I have two points. Uh, one is... Uh, or three. One, uh, fuck you, Janelle Monet. Just any mention, should talk about how, just mention, Janelle Monet is maybe the best person alive. But anyway, uh, um, uh, the second is, uh, I, uh, I, that it seems like a review from Bizarro Land, yeah. um, uh, and, and where all the good bits of the film are bad and all the bad <laughs> bits of the film are good. Uh, and uh, I was being like, this is a bit, it's a bit heavy handed for reality to create a person who, who reviews Metropolis and says, as an American, I could not really relate to this, <laughs> which is like a definition of irony. It becomes more kind of steel thigh than iron and knee. Um, but yeah, no, they stress the influence this has had. And like, that was like my game. How I kept annoying you by acting like uh, this was referring to other works that had not existed yet. And uh, I was just trying to underline just how far uh, this film's influence or, 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 or its set of icons, because I am sure that Moloch 
in Watchmen is a reference to this. I don't think Baal in The Wicked and the Divine is, but, you know? Um, yeah. It, it is... Uh, I... But, I, yeah, I thought that there was irony in, in saying that and then being like... The film to compare this to is Black Panther, which is a fine film I enjoy, but a f- but a work of military propaganda. <laughs> uh, 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 oh God, you know, like, yeah. come on, like, read it. Just read what you've written. Yeah. Look at the uh, film, uh, and, and, and then look like, at reality. Well, also, like, all, all all film criticism is made up. Like, you, you, you can say whatever you want as long as you can justify it. Uh, no, but, uh, just, Finn, Finn, yeah, that train yeah. was fucking coming for me, <laughs> and I will not hear otherwise. But, but like, the, 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 the idea that Francis Ford Coppola's movies are inherently worse than Black Panther because they didn't do as much for African-American representation is... Just one of the craziest ways of looking at movies I've ever heard. And, and there is a real, uh, I just, the leap of logic, like. That is the sort of person who says that, like, Eternals is obviously a great movie because there is a deaf superhero in it. Speaking as someone who is not deaf but is, like, hearing impaired, I don't give a shit particularly. It's not, not important to me to see people with hearing impairments represented on screen. But, like, obviously representation matters. Like, like that is just sort of fundamentally true, but it, it doesn't make a film good. Well, and, and like your argument for Metropolis being that Lady Gaga and Janelle Monae have taken its iconography, two artists who I one hundred percent sincerely endorse, mm. uh, uh, ha, and have taken those to use to uh, in their varying journeys to to forefront and give more power. Uh, to to the rainbow community, uh, which is a community I can uh, I'm part of, and oh uh, man, please help us! <laughs> Everything sucks. Um, is but being like, no, that's not a reason. Like, yeah, what? Like, are you saying that Fritz Lang should be like, okay, right? So it's the twenties in Germany. I really should get some uh, Arc Android. <laughs> is Janelle Monet available? Is she uh, uh, for uh, to okay, get? Well, she, she is. She is not born yet. Is uh, uh, oh, oh, uh, at least Prince? Is Prince alive? Is, is, he, is Linda Cardellini <laughs> available? Anyway, so this person, I'm sure has a quite unsurprising but diverse taste in film calling themselves as they do what is it like a pseudo film person a uh, pseudo connoisseur of film oh so, yeah uh, yeah uh, would, you, would you like to uh, guess their top four yeah okay so yeah. is black panther one of them uh, it is not no is uh, there they, a, they, is there a superhero film there uh, no, so uh, they they uh, they say in their bio that uh, their, their top four is the last four films they uh, gave a heart to. So it's not necessarily their favourite films, but just uh, films that they've watched recently and uh, love. They have rated two of these five stars, and I think the other two four and a half stars. All right, so the uh, first two are a film and a sequel. We have done one of them on the podcast. 
Chinatown and the Two Jakes? Uh, no. Ah, uh, okay. Um, oh, uh, are they in the English language? Uh, they are. Okay. Are they American? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, I, I, Is I, it I the Pink that... Panther and the Pink Panther 2? No, no. No? Okay. Are there more films than these two in the series? Uh, no, it is just these two currently, although um, they'll, they'll try and do a third one eventually. Give me, uh, like, sixth build on the okay. first one. Sixth build on the first one. That, that might be too obvious, but uh, it, it's a big cast, lots of stars. Uh, uh, sixth build on the first one is Julie Walters. Paddington and Paddington 2? We haven't done those. No, um, not, not Paddington or Paddington 2. We haven't done any Harriet Potters. No. What else has Julie Walters been in? Nothing. Uh, was it Love Actually? No. God damn uh, it. Seventh build in the second film is uh, Dominic Cooper. Ah. Ah. Um, Mamma Mia and Mamma Mia, here we go again. And yes, they, uh, uh, the third one is coming. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the uh, next film... On the list, Two great uh, films we both love. The next film on the list, uh, you believe, is not a film. Histories du cinema? No. Uh, oh, my God. This person loves the Mamma Mia movies. They have not seen Histories du cinema. I mean, people like Finn. No. I no. I have... I, you have just described me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. The, 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 this movie is from this year. You think it's not a movie? Ah. Uh, all right. Uh, do you think it's a movie now that you've seen it? Uh, I am undecided. But it, it, it's a set of incredible music videos, right? Yeah. It, it, it's currently like it, it's currently at like the, the top of my list of like of like 2021 ranked but I, I yeah i'm not fully sure i consider it a movie i i i but i cannot we're we're talking about gunpowder milkshake uh, <laughs> and uh, it's it's inside yeah. um uh, a film that i do not think i that i think we should restrict to like obviously best music but mm. just because I am already uh, 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 for the end of the year for the Shite and Sound. Oh, f- sorry, for the second annual Shite and Sound Shite and Showdown for the Crown 2021 3.0 plus 1.0.1 Thrice Upon a Time. Uh, um, simply because I am already sick uh, of white men exactly like us uh, talking about how, like, uh, when he when he sings with himself healing the world through comedy uh, uh, uh and it kind of soars through you is a much more emotional experience you know and yeah. i'm just so like and it's a great set of music videos no and it is, oh god but yes yeah if you've not uh, seen inside check it out it's really fucking good me saying it's not a film is like is because uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll have we'll certainly yeah. have that conversation at the end of the year. And uh, the uh, final the final film in the top four is uh, uh, is uh, is another sequel. Uh, 
ninth grade, uh, also by Bo Burnham. This time, no. she she came back. She she's back. She came back to chew gum and and stare at boys, and she's all out of boys. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, uh, it is another sequel. Uh, it is. Uh, it, it is uh, directed by the uh, star of the first film, who is not the star of this film. Creed two. No. Oh no! It's Creed three. That, yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. So wait, so the star from the first film who's directing the sequel is not in it. Is not in no, the he, sequel. He is, is, is he is in it? He is not the star of it. Oh. He, he, he he also directed the first one. Okay, is it a uh, is Linda Cardellini in it? What, what? Uh, she 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 is not, but she like it, it seems like the sort of thing she'd be in. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Um, uh, is it is it two and done, or are we in a in a in a in a in a lake of sequels? Uh, I, I, uh, it is currently two and done, but I I, I think there is. Unless film, unless this film did very badly, which I don't think it did, there is going to be a third one. So recent, yes, yeah. Uh, I I I have seen it. You have not. Oh, okay. Genre, uh, horror. I guess Escape it's- Room Two. No, because no. I've seen that. Um, uh, oh, God. the uh, the uh, first film has a famous whiteboard in it. You know, a single man isn't a sequel to a serious man. Now that's a chalkboard. Say Abelman yeah. slams his head into fuck. Um, it's, it's got like a whiteboard where 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 the writer, director, and star of the movie was like solution. Hmm. Underline it. Exclamation mark. Hmm. Have I seen the original, but not the sequel? Uh, I am. Oh, pretty... yeah. Quiet Place Two. Yes, it is a yeah, Quiet yeah. Place Two. Yeah, yeah. A mediocre movie. When I uh, uh, opened uh, my mouth, which I don't have, and inserted the 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 disc with chopping mall on it uh, into my processors, and instantly watched it downloaded it right into my brain uh when when it begins with a a uh uh, some ragamuffin some some troublemaker he's walking past a jewelry uh shop jewelers i believe they're called michael hill probs uh, mike h and he and he's like oh that's shiny can I give me some of that? He smashes up that window, and you know that makes my oil boil. Yeah. Uh, and, and I was just like, "Fuck!" If I was there, I would buy my design, kill this guy, smashes the window, takes them, and you'll never fucking. It is all my dreams come true because I finally get like people who are curious case of Benjamin Buttoning finally getting on screen representation in Dear Evan Hansen I finally have a moment of seeing a film where I a kind of squat short circuit meets R2D2 
Killbot uh, uh, chases down and murders uh, this uh, guy, this this robber. And I'm like, oh, great. Is this film just going to be a sequence of people doing crimes and then me me killing them? Because I, uh, uh, I am programmed, as I've said, I believe, to believe that property is more valuable than human lives. But sadly, no, there's a... Um, of a twist occurs we uh, as much as we think we are watching a film uh we are watching a film within that film uh, yeah. uh which uh, i believe is called meta uh, uh and and when people call things meta they're specifically referring to to this reveal at the beginning of chopping mall and and just to draw the connection we're both thinking it everyone at home is thinking it yes that is what mark zuckerberg is renaming mark zuckerberg is renaming facebook the company as a reference to this automaton protecting property by damaging um people who need help but anyway did you see the thing from from like a few days ago when uh, we're feeling like a bunch of articles saying uh, Facebook has announced that it is uh, uh, that it is ending its uh, its like AI uh, facial recognition program. It's going to be uh, shutting it down, and then like and I, I personally was like, oh great, like it's like it's going to be like it's going to be deleting its it's like its databases of human faces, and I was like great. Uh, not not realizing that uh, I'm actually a fucking idiot and uh, can't see the most obvious reveal coming, which is when uh, there, there, were, uh, there were a bunch of articles today saying, uh, yes, Facebook has announced that it is, it is shutting down its, uh, its AI uh, uh, facial recognition program, but uh, Meta is not. So they just uh, changed the name of the company that's doing the evil thing and then got good press for it. And I got fucking suckered in for a couple of days. Who could have foretold... That no. a company whose motto is move fast and break things huh. uh, and was founded by a tiny gremlin creating a system to compare women's attractiveness could lead to death destruction the perversion of justice it's how could we have told it's so crazy how we are fed this perpetual stream of how facebook by becoming the town in which we all live whether consensually or not uh, uh is bad and every time it's like i uh, it's is just as bad if not worse like anyway uh so this film is being shown uh at kind of a sales demonstration for for these these security robots that are being installed at this very mall that night yeah. uh, and good to see us in a group they're like there's three of us uh and obviously one of us looks good and the other two if you look closely it it seems like there's a lot of diversity in 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 Kiltron appearance, but those two are what we have, and and it's a word we can use. You can't. Um, they look like a uh, plastic shells for blowing up for special effects sequences, uh, and that's the only time you see three of us together. Which you know only which hurt me. I wish I could be that close to other people, but anyway. And they're like, we're installing them here. 
they'll just kill people. You put cards in front of their faces. There's two people in in the audience who are saying things that I presume were jokes, but were just genuinely them saying things like, oh, that one looks ethnic, which is like... Like, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. Well, it just feels like racist to everyone involved in the, and I'm including the robot who is me. Yeah. Um, so, do 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 you do you know who these people are? No. So, of those two people, the uh, man uh, who uh, who has a beard is a guy called Paul Bartel, who is mainly a character actor who came out of a Corman studio. He was in like Piranha and Death Race 2000 and stuff, but is also in like The Usual Suspects and Gremlins 2. And, uh, like, uh, uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation. He's, like, kind of one of those guys who's, who, like, shows up in a bunch of stuff. Uh, uh, he is also uh, the uh, writer and director of the film Eating Raul. Oh, uh, I think I've seen that. That's yeah. good, right? Well, yeah, yeah. He, he's the uh, writer, director, and star of, uh, uh, of, of Eating Raul. Uh, I believe uh, with... Uh, uh, yeah, and I mean the uh, woman who was who he was sitting next to is a woman called Mary Warnov. She is like a super interesting person because she she, uh, she she is someone who sort of uh, bridges uh, art film and exploitation film. So she she was one of like Andy Warhol's factory stars. So from like mid to late sixties, she is involved in a ton of the like art films that Andy Warhol was doing. She was. Uh, she, she was always like around the Velvet Underground, and is in some of uh, is like in uh, some of the, uh, the the like movies that that Andy Warhol shot of the Velvet Underground. She she, she is in uh, Chelsea Girls, and then in the in the seventies, she kind of hooks up with Roger Corman, and is in tons of his movies like Death Race Two Thousand and like Cannonball and movies like that. Uh, like uh, rock, rock and Roll High School. I mean, she uh, she also co-stars in Eat and Roll with Paul Bartel. I mean, in the like '80s, she she is like more in like horror films. She's in Terror Vision. She's in This for One Scene. Yeah, I mean the uh, the uh, most recent thing I've seen her in is uh, she, she was in uh, uh, she was one of the people interviewed in uh, Todd Haynes' uh, Velvet Underground documentary, which uh, she is uh, very very charming in. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so it's it's these two weirdos who like straddle like art film and exploitation film, uh, and we're just like kind of uh, like uh, around Corman filmmaking at, at that time, and so they they just like yeah. have a scene to I guess like improv weird jokes like they're fucking Statler and Waldorf make fun of some robots. Yeah, like, but not as good as no. Statler and Waldorf. No, and, absolutely not. And, like, that's a really interesting thing to bring up because this film also has um, straddling and exploitation in it. Um, <laughs> so so we get all the rules. The, the, the boss guy who is the face you imagine when you think of the kind of person who runs a mall... Uh, in a film from the 80s like yeah. most answers to most questions of how to picture this film in your mind uh, imagine it's the 80s right down to the fact that the end credits especially shot 
shots of the actors turning to look near the camera (laughs) then a freeze frame and their name appearing while synths occurring you cannot comprehend how 80s this film is people say things are 80s but like this is so 80s that like there is no alternative thatcher reagan 80s any yeah there's a scene where like Barbara Crampton is is walking around in a in a mesh shirt while synthesizer music plays, and she's like she's applying lipstick and saying things like bodacious. Yeah, this is uh, uh have you? It's eighties as hell. And and then very quickly we we meet uh, um kind of the closest thing we have to two protagonists who are yep. two two waitresses at a uh, at, at kind of like a greasy spoon diner thing that's in the mall where yep. um the yeah, so the, the, the key the, thing to know about this place is that the chef. Uh, uh, you know how chefs normally have some food splatters on them this guy appears to <laughs> have stood his, in front of some kind of food bomb but yeah, his, 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 his shirt is mostly uh, is, is mostly like uh, uh, pizza sauce stains at this point I, and like imagine like like three it is it, it, there's so much of it <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, and he's and, like, yeah. oh, come on, girls, you're breaking my heart. And they're like, are we going to go see these boys after? Oh, yeah, but we'll have a good time. Who's that food for? That must be for a big table of people. Now it's for him. And it's a big fat guy. And you're like, yeah. okay, cool. Can you be naked and dying, please? You're skipping the, the, the best part of the fat guy joke, which is... okay, cool. That's a brave thing. They established all... There's a fat guy. They call him like a, like a beach orker and stuff. You're like, oh great. And yeah. then the 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 scene ends with the like the with the, the two waitresses uh, have, having a having a conversation about the party they're going to go to next. And then there is a like second long cutback to this guy, and he just raises his hand and says, "Waitress, more butter." <laughs> and then it immediately cuts away from him. <laughs> yeah. He's never seen again. <laughs> These waitresses are Allison, uh, played by Kelly Maroney, who is who is the like a good girl, and uh, Barbara uh, and uh, Susie, played by Barbara Crampton, who is not the like uh, who is the like uh, medium sexy kind of bad girl, and not the like really sexy really bad girl in, in terms of how these characters are portrayed. Yeah. Uh, like I, I love uh, Barbara Crampton. She's uh, great in a lot of horror movies. Uh, she's not given a whole lot to do here. Uh, uh, yeah, that if, if, implies that someone else is though. I mean, like uh, the, the the male characters get to like run around with fire guns. Like as, as soon as the robots start killing people, all, yeah. all the women in the movie just start screaming and flailing and don't stop screaming and flailing. Uh, and but it, I would uh, say the me- the men are reduced to the exact same level of thin stereo type but it is just the stereotype sure. of the masculine rather than the feminine you know yeah, no, it's a stereotype we, we associate with like with, with like being active rather than passive all right so we can't discuss this film in detail because this film contains no detail to summarize the plot those waitresses meet up with some guys the robots are struck by lightning then they're in the mall for like 50 minutes then the film is over and, and it could be 40 um <laughs> uh, uh it has some great shots but the the key way to understand it is you know dawn of the dead 
Romero's Dawn of the Dead, this this excoriating, uh, uh, thrilling, expertly crafted exploration of consumerism uh, uh, through the eyes of this ragtag, constantly battling group of survivors against an unstoppable inhuman force. Yeah. Imagine if you saw that film and were like, I want to do that, but we can only shoot for a week. We, ha- um, Someone has built us some evil short circuit robots. So those will be the bad guys. And instead of being directed by George Romero, it's directed by the man who also directed the following films. The Lost Empire, Chopping Mall, Deathstalker 2, Big Bad Mama 2, Not of This Earth, The Return of the Swamp Thing, Transylvania Twist, The Haunting of Morella, Sorority House Massacre 2, Hard to Die, 976 Evil 2, colon, The Astral Factor, Scream Queen Hot Tub Party, Munchie, Sins of Desire, Little Miss Millions, Munchie Strikes Back, Dinosaur Island, Point of Seduction, colon, Body Chemistry 3, Ghoulies 4, Sorceress, Victim of Desire, Body Chemistry 4, colon, Full Exposure, The Wasp Woman, Hard Bounty, Virtual Desire, Demolition High, Friend of the Family 2, The Assault, Vampirella, Against the Law, The Pandora Project, Stormtrooper, Desert Thunder, Stealth Fighter, Final Voyage, The Escort 3, Militia, Agent Red, Rangers, The Bear Wench Project, Extreme Limits, aka Crash Point Zero, Ablaze, Thy Neighbor's Wife, The Bear Wench Project 2, colon, Scared Topless, Raptor, Gale Force, Wolfhound, The Bear Wench Project 3, Nymphs of Mystery Mountain, Lost Treasure, The Bear Wench Project, colon, Uncensored, Bad Business, Business spelt B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. Treasure Hunt, Project Viper, Cheerleader Massacre, The Thing Below, Curse of the Komodo, Gargoyle, colon, Wings of Darkness, Alabama Jones and the Busty Crusade, Lust Connection, Crash Landing, Busty Cops, Sub-Zero, The Witches of Brestwick, The Witches of Brestwick 2, Komodo vs. Cobra, Bear Wench, colon, The Final Chapter, Busty Cops 2, AI Assault, The Da Vinci Coed, Cry of the Winged Serpent, The Breastford Wives, House on Hooter Hill, Bone Eater, The Lusty Busty Barbecue, The Devil Wears Nada, Cleavage Field, Strip for Action, Vampire in Vegas, Fire from Below, Lost in the Woods, Para Knockers Activity, Dino Croc vs. Supergator, Monster Cruise, The Hills Have Fires, Busty Cops and the Jewel of Denial, Busty Cops Go Hawaiian, Camel Spiders, Busty Coeds vs. Lusty Cheerleaders, Piranaconda, Healer, G-I-L-A, like a healer monster with an exclamation mark at the end, Sexy Wives Syndrome, it's a S-I-N-D-R-O-M-E, Pleasure Spa, Hypnotica, Lucky Bastard, Sexipede, Sexually Bugged, with an exclamation mark at the end, Water Wars, Shark Babes, Shark and Saw Women's Prison Massacre, Scared Topless, that's right, he has two different films called Scared Topless, Nessie and Me, A Dog on Christmas, Legend of a Naked Ghost, A Dog on Hollywood, Cobrigator, and Sexy Nurses. So yeah, imagine if he made Dawn of the Dead with evil short circuits and he had a week to shoot um, and and it also had absolutely no interest in any of the actual commentary and a lot more interest in uh, uh, toots. Um, and, 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 and and like that, that is not, I, I am not here 
the fu- that previous statement is not to imply that 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 cinema like that is inherently bad. Uh, it often is to the point where uh, uh, inherently could be a useful synonym, but. Um, uh, uh, I, I wouldn't go that far but the question with films like this exploitation like this is uh how much does it whip uh and, and, and that's how that's how i often feel as a th- synthesoid and obviously for me as this is a representation of my forebears people who look mm. just like me um uh, my father says he auditioned to be the lead uh, killer robot in this, but um, was pipped to the post by uh, Keltron X71, who is of the Westchester 7X1s. You know, they've, they've yeah. got... Anyway. But so it's the, a, the, the, like, thing, the, the like, thing I think is interesting about that list is the, like... You can essentially track the last 40 years of American, like, low-budget cinema through, like, his career trajectory. Do you think when they were making the Blair Witch Project, they thought the semi-porn, low-budget rip-offs of these will have a longer tail (laughs) and more sequels? I, I, I think there was no way they could have even hoped for that. But yeah, like, you dare. You shouldn't. Dare, you shouldn't give yourself that kind of hope because yeah. it only hurts you when it doesn't arrive. Yeah, but yeah, but so like, he, he like he like starts off in the like early to mid eighties with, with these sort of like with, with these with with, with um, like fantasy and like action stuff. Then, then like he meets up with the Cormans and and moves more into horror, and, and right, yeah, he, he does he does Chocomol, he does Return of the Swamp Thing, does mm-hmm. Transylvania Twist, whatever that is, Sorority House Massacre too, right? and, and then as as the eighties goes on, it, it like it, it becomes less about horror. And, and 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 more about like erotic thrillers, right? And he starts directing things with yeah. names like Sins of Desire and uh, Point of Seduction: colon, Body Chemistry Free, and shit like that. And then you know, like it's it's that it's like direct to video action movies. And then as were well, any of these released in cinema? I mean, yes, uh, I, inevitably, yeah. but yeah, not I, like I think a bunch, of his, a bunch of his early stuff was 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 like 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 Chopping Mall and stuff was released in was released in theaters. But that, once that, you get once seems... you get to like the mid nineties, it is it's all like straight to VHS, yeah. and, and so it, it, it then moves from like it, it then moves from like direct to video action and and like and uh, and and erotic thrillers to like straight up softcore pornography right when he starts doing like the beer winch project and the beer winch project 2 where it is just like trash that is like cashing in on a pun on a name of a popular movie and then it is just like more and more of that shit as time goes on. You know, it's it's all like five Bear Winch Project movies, and then Alabama Jones and the Busty Crusade and the Witches of Breastwick, and and you know the the, the Breastwick Wives and the Da Vinci Coed. I mean, it moves from that into the, the like asylum style like uh, CGI. Like yeah, uh, like mock yeah, yeah, like mockbuster. Put it like put a couple of animal names together, and it's a it's a monster. You know, like Dino Croc versus Super Gator. Like he does those, and then 
he goes back to the goes back to the, like the softcore pornography like parodies with the hills have eyes which i've not seen any version of the hills have eyes the, the, from what i know about it, it does not seem like the sort of thing that uh easily translates to pornography i i i, I would go a step further than that and and say that uh uh it, in fact, it rejects the yeah. idea. No, yeah, it seems to be uh, deliberately unsexy. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. yeah. If your if if your reaction to the hills have eyes, it is. I wish this oh, had no, more tits in it. What if? What if this was hotter? Yeah. I think, like, consider leaving filmmaking for uh, chemical castration. Yeah, I, I mean, like, but by, by by the end of his career, he is doing like two things which are like uh, uh, like part, like partially animated children's films about talking animals and uh, just porn for showtime and like that's the, the last like eight or nine things he makes are just those like he, he will like trade off between like uh, like uh, talking animal children's film porn children talking animal children's film porn and like and like yeah, that, that, that like, sounds like a Sunday night to yeah, me. Yeah, and uh, that, like that 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 is the last forty years of American low budget cinema, as the market just gets more and more squeezed first by like VHS and then by the internet, and then by cable, and, and 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 then by like like blockbusters becoming the like only sorts of movies that get shown in theaters anymore. And and so now, if you want to make a movie for less than five million dollars it's got to be like soft it's got to be softcore porn that'll play on that'll like play on showtime and uh, there is uh, there is actually a movie about this it's a documentary from 2009 which is about jim wanaski and follows him as he shoots the film the witches of breastwick and i've not seen it but i've i've heard about it and it it, it is yeah it, it, it is it is about like as the margins get slimmer and slimmer on these sorts of movies, you you have to work faster, and that they are more and more just porn. And, and those margins already are anorexic. Yeah, and so when he is directing the the Witches of Breastwick, he has to make a he has to make a feature length film in three days. All right, and so he so. And so everyone is living together in the in the mansion where they're shooting the movie, and they they are having to do like a hundred setups every single day. The like the the standard number of setups a day for a film shoot is like twenty. They are doing a hundred setups a day just to get this film made, so yeah. that they won't lose money. And yeah, so it, it's a documentary called Popatopolis. I've heard it's pretty good. It was recommended by Al Madrigal on an episode of The Flop House. I have two things to say in response to that. To to emphasize my point, uh, that 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 brief pricey uh, of the pressures on on, on American uh, independent grind grindhouse cinema uh, uh, from Finn contained more <laughs> thought and and care to to any of Chopping Mall's. Uh, 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 than than chopping mall does to any of its themes uh um and, and the the other thing is finn i asked you 
if the stunts and explosions in this film whip, that's the only way if we can know if it's shy oh, or yeah. sound. Uh, uh, not really. There are like a few stunts that I like. When, when... There's a couple of really good explosions. When the robots like first uh, come into the furniture store where all the main characters are hiding out and start like firing lasers everywhere, they're like... Some people like uh, some some people uh, jump through a glass table. Like I, I liked I liked that a lot. But like I, I just watched uh, the, the the first two of uh, Jackie Chan's uh, police story films recently, and so mm-hmm. it, it, it it takes a lot more than uh, jumping through a table to uh, to to impress me these days. It, it is, yeah good explosions um there there is there is some you know some bad some so bad it's good uh jokes mm. in it um there's nothing in it beyond waitress more butter that isn't that like there's lots of leering at women but there's no like sexual violence comedy it's it's just bunch of young people want to get down um and are hunted by robots that have been struck by lightning and eventually one sacrifices themselves by very slowly ramming the the ramming the robot uh, that explodes in what is clearly not an explosion, but a bunch yep. of fireworks going off at the same time. There is a scene where a legendary character actor, uh, Dick Miller, uh, gets electrocuted and then uh, falls down dead in a puddle of vomit. Uh, yeah, it's it's and, and it is. I am not mad yeah. I saw this film, especially because of how it represents people who look yeah. like me. And I, I and I uh, um, enjoyed watching it because uh, it is one more on my quest to watch a hundred movies that were recommended on the Flop House this year. And, and uh, yeah, it's under 80 minutes, it goes by, there's no bit in it where you're like oh come on there's not like a really yeah. racist bit or a really rapey bit there it, it manages to hit the right mark of grindhouse by basically being about sexy dumb idiots <laughs> not wearing clothes and then dying um and, and no one there like no one is acquitting themselves well but no one is embarrassing themselves there's no performance in this where you're like I mean, like Barbara Crampton's uh, legacy is yeah. is deserved, right? Uh, uh, and, and the the uh, there's no one in this where you're like, oh, you're really you're really in films yeah. like this, and, and 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 where you see the budget is uh, uh, never seeing more than one robot in a shot, even though it's all about how there are three. Uh, never really seeing the robots move in wide shots. So uh, they are treated very much like uh, characters in Captain Scarlet in that way. Um, But uh, yeah, like, I just don't know, like, it is exactly what it says on the tin and no more. While I was that, watching it, I was, I was trying to, like, find the reading of it, like, oh, you know, this, this is a film about, like, a bunch of capitalists who, you know, who have, who, you know, have, who have, like, gone, who have, like, gone for, like, 
have like gone all in on automation and and like and, and rejected the like the the like human and have like rejected humanity and that leads to nothing but death and destruction for for the underpaid workers of their stores. But like, I don't know, like that's not really there. Like there, 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 there's like I, I was trying to find the reading the whole time of like of like why this is a better movie about life under capitalism than than Metropolis is, and I'm not I'm not sure it really is. And and but it's not it's not like not when you mentioned Dawn of the Dead before, like that, that like that is the best thing to compare it to because like this fails to yeah. have any of the political significance that Dawn of the Dead does. And Dawn of the Dead is also uh, more fun and better looking and grosser. But like, apart from the fact that there is no chopping <laughs> yeah. in this mall, just yeah, absolutely it, it, like, none. Like, like um, Roger Corman uh, came up with uh, an incredible pun <laughs> and then just left it at that. Yeah. Uh, uh, this film doesn't yeah. embarrass itself. It knows what it is, and it is uh, very well. And, and the the people working on it, it consistent like uh, uh, being shot on thirty five mil helps. But like, it never looks ugly. When when shots are awkward, you're like, oh, it's because you didn't because the actor missed their mark a bit, and you didn't really. It's not mm. big enough to do another take. Um, but like scenes always change plot all the characters are well defined even as types so it, like it is what it is but what it is is by definition shite is what I'm saying like it can't like this film if this film was sound it would have failed yeah. do you know what do you know what I mean Um, I, I just don't think there's yeah. anything else to say like if you if it sounds like something it, it yeah. like it would be fun with friends um uh, uh it would be fun possibly intoxicated i didn't i didn't test yeah, like, I, I, well. I, I am some um, i'm someone with a like fondness for for like fucking silly cheapo 80s exploitation horror movies this is one of those if you if you have a fondness for that sort of uh, very dumb type of movie you will probably enjoy this yeah um i mean yeah what do you get it it's like a two and a half star movie it's 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 fun to watch but it's not it's not any good yeah uh oh have you put Uh, you haven't put metropolis on your list not uh uh so i uh, i realized i did not say uh, uh, so I would just say where Metropolis is on my list, and uh, you're uh, uh, and you're right. If you think if you think we've we said something, just did a real terrible bit about chopping more that we've cut, and that's why like twenty minutes of this two and a half hour podcast is about chopping more. It's just there is like it there there's. There's so much to unpack in Metropolis. There are so many details. It's all details. Yeah. This is no details. It would be a disservice to this film to analyze it in any kind of depth, and that's not an insult. Um. Anyway, uh, I placed Metropolis by Fritz Lang 
at number yep. of all the films we've watched, plus Force Majeure, uh, uh, Cold Fish, and Love Exposure. At number 66, Beneath Chinatown, but above right. Open Windows. Uh, where, uh, oh, and, and I placed... Um, the uh, chopping mall at number 89 which is one beneath a view to a kill but one no, above I, uh, I have placed a chopping mall at number 87 uh, one above one above buddy buddy and one below slumdog millionaire but Dev Patel is in Slumdog Millionaire. Fan. Oh no! Like, look, Dev, 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 Dev Patel's great in Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. Anyway, uh, um, do you want to hear a positive review? Sure. Yeah. Which is kind of what we've given it, even while calling it shy. And, and this is the review that I, I think we both wish mm. we could write about this. Uh, it starts with a quote we've already mentioned: "Waitress, more butter." Like it's, it's Jim Wanarski's chopping it's, it's, it's an mall. good joke. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it is a personal attack on people who look like me. But if I can't laugh at myself, <laughs> full stop. I can't. I'm in therapy for vi- oh, like I pretend I can't. Jeez, mm. Finn. Uh, do you ever feel like you're dr- you're drowning? Anyway, <clears throat> Jim Wynarski's Chopping Mall, the ultimate treatise on capitalism run rampant in the 1980s. Fuck Parasite. <laughs> this is the truly political opus of the past 50 years of cinema. Why do the robots, which are ostensibly there to keep them all safe, automatically murder? Because they were hit by lightning. Oh, there's a bunch of sweet ass like John Carpenter, 80s, drawn on lightning. I love that. It marks the beginning of prioritizing private property over human bodies. The decline of American civilization is in this movie. Also, boobs. So pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> then in brackets, serious review. That is Ryan Two Changs with a Z five star review. Um, and I, yeah, I wish, like, I was ready to have that take. Disappointed yeah. it didn't, but also uh, wasn't mad I saw it. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch some trash, watch this. This is good trash. Yeah. Maybe you don't watch any of uh, Jim Wynarski's other movies. Because this, this is probably his best one. Great point, Finn. Not that you can hear me, because I am in fact recording this much later. Because we lost the rest of the episode from the, maybe if you're paying close attention with your ears, pretty apparent technical issues we had across this whole episode that were compounded by a Tamaki Makoto-wide internet outage. So we don't get to guess Ryan's top four films, and I don't get to ask Finn where we can find him online. Uh, and since I don't have to ask him, I can just tell you, check him out on Twitter as Fickalas, F-I-C-K-E-L-A-S. He's does great work on there. I, I think he's a good follow. He's not as good a follow as Shite Sound Pod. Or if you want to send us an email, we're shitesoundpod at gmail.com. And why not check out our website? It's shitesound.com. And if you like what I do, I'm on Twitter as 
Youth Lives, Instagram's the same. I have a newsletter you can sign up for bit.ly slash Youth Lives. I have two other podcasts. One is an eerie audio drama anthology called The Witching Hours, and the other is a relationship podcast called The Slow Path, where me and my partner Briar watch Doctor Who until we die. Our theme song is The Nux by Kazam Blam. You can check him out on Bandcamp or in New Zealand. Zealand film Cousins or New Zealand film How to Meet Girls from a Distance which he is the star of and co-wrote check it out I mean I'm talking about the human half of Kazam Blam not MC Ridiculoid it's Alien Frontman next week we are uh, uh, really looking into whether busting makes us feel good by analyzing Buster Keaton's The General and with that we are pairing uh, a work by another titan of comedy. Uh, we are watching Sasha Baron Cohen's The Dictator. Yeah. I uh, haven't seen that second one. And don't think I'm going to be happy to have seen it. But uh, look forward to, to, to what me and Finn say about it. Uh, hey, if you like the show... Why not tell people about it? Leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice. We're an acquired taste, that's pretty obvious. But uh, it'd be great if more people could acquire it. Uh, yep, sorry for the abrupt ending, but uh, yeah, blame the internet going out across the whole city. So it only just leaves me to say, movies are good, even bad ones. Go watch them. some work for school uh, which had audio links in it which she sent to me to test Uh, and I tested them and said they worked and she said do you mean the audio plays and I replied I thought to her of course I (laughs) would what is it of course you're right to check that because I am someone with no investment in an audio medium, <laughs> alluding to the fact that I am on podcasts, including this one, and then immediately replied to with it in brackets like, just kidding, then brackets, love you. I didn't send them to Briar, I sent them to Finn. I didn't find yeah. that find out until the next day, which was like two days ago, uh, when, and, and you understand how those messages change depending on context. <laughs> Uh, 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 and it it was that the moment I saw it because I I went to message you about the fucking edit on the other one yeah. um, and I saw I'd sent you those messages and genuinely the thought across my brain was okay the podcast's over I can't I just (laughs) can't talk to him again yeah I I, I, like I uh, sort of missed out something in a group chat the other night 
that, that like a few people who are mild, who are like more successful than me are in. And I was like, oh, I can I can never show my face around those people ever again. 